What is good, Free? What is good, Danny boy? How we doing tonight? How the fuck are you? I'm doing fucking fantastic. Bro. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to get going here. I'm jazzed the fuck up. Football season's right the fuck around the corner. We got the fucking Hall of Fame game starting this week, guy. College football, just a few weeks away. Football's college football, baby. You right know what that there. Means. Right take there. Take my money, DraftKings. Take my money. <laughs> take it all. I take. I will take out a second mortgage that I don't have. I was gonna say you got a house. God damn. That I don't. That I. That, that's the. This boy an ad revenue for me that I don't even know phrasing. about. Key phrasing. You <laughs> Key phrasing. But welcome everybody to stay on the weed. I'm your co-host Dan. This is my co-host Free. And we're ready to bring you all the good football news, UFC news, eventually the hockey news as well. However, we're deep into the the hockey offseason. So it'll be a bit before we get there. But like yeah, we I said, mean, we might get a bit off topic from now on. Not yeah. too. You know, you know how to tend to the THC tends to hit the brain. Sometimes you have an, a, a little epiphany. The attention you know? span, the attention span. We'll, 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 we'll wander. It'll drift. It'll drift. It'll do that. But uh, we're, we're going to stick a lot with the, with the football and the UFC to start. And we're going to be highlighting a lot of football today. Um, we got, like Free said, the Hall of Fame game coming up this week. So we're going to be highlighting a couple of divisions this week. We're going to be covering a total of eight teams in the NFL. And we're going to be covering some college football as well. We're going to be highlighting a couple conferences. Not going to be covering all the teams there, but some of the big stories in those conferences. And we'll wrap it up with a little bit of UFC talk. UFC 277, what an event. But let's go ahead and jump on into it. Don't get me on that. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. I won't, I won't get be you able to stop. I won't be able to stop. I won't get you started. I won't get you started. We got to get started on the football. On the football. Let's go ahead and jump into our first division. We'll be covering the AFC Carter, North. I'm too hyped up right now. Oh man, I'm too, me. I'm too fucking jet. Should I get to the? Should I get? Should I get the thing? Get, we can do the. I, do, I. I mean, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. Do do the thing. Do the thing. Hey yo, before you get back into the action, make sure to like, comment. And subscribe, baby. Roll up another one. Let's get it. Sorry, we had uh, technical difficulties there, but let's go ahead and jump on into the foosball. All right. Jumping into AFC North. What the fuck is AFC North, baby? Going to be the Browns to kick us off. The big story coming out oh, of Cleveland. Oh, I have so much to say about this fucking asshole. <laughs> you want to start? Go ahead. Start, though. Deshaun Watson suspended six games, just handed down a few days ago. Should the Browns be panicking? Should they be panicking? Bree, what are your thoughts here? I'll let you I'll let you jump into this one. Oh, big sip of water. This is going to be good. <laughs> big sip of water. Okay. I just want Deshaun Watson. I first of all, I don't even First of all, you asked me about the Browns. The, the, the topic says Deshaun Watson suspended six games. First of all, I just want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Daniel, fair do you understand? Do you understand how ridiculous that is? Given the other suspensions handed out to other players for potentially lesser, lesser, you know, lesser transgressions. Calvin some might Ridley say. placed a wager on his own team to win the football game. To win the football game. He placed a wager on the Atlanta Falcons to win the football game. A game that he was not playing he, in. 
He placed a shit ass bet and he got banned for a year. You're telling me this dickhead can uh, allegedly, let me say allegedly so we don't get fucking sued on episode one, <coughs> allegedly touch 26 women and he gets six games? What type of fucking, what does he have on you, Goodell? What is, he has pictures <laughs> of your wife? It, quite possibly. It, 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 you gotta wonder what Josh is going Gordon on Josh missed over 70 games for marijuana. I was just trying to find the number of games that Josh Gordon has missed. I know it was like over. I thought I was going to say about 68, I think was probably the exact number, but I, I know it's somewhere in that 70 ballpark. Somewhere yesterday. That might be, that might be the number. I think we're, we're somewhere uh, around 70, but Octavius Bryant is, is in that was, is still, I believe indefinitely suspended from marijuana. Correct. I believe that now, is correct the as well. Policy has changed. I believe on marijuana. It has. Yeah, they um, are not suspending players. Change for what's it. happened in the past. And I mean, I you know one thing I told you I wanted to bring up. And I'm not saying that this person didn't do an atrocious act and they did not deserve um, to be suspended. Mm -hmm. But Ray Rice got driven completely out of the league. Never heard his name again. And the man actually is still with the woman. They went to therapy. He does a, a, re a restorative work in the community based upon abuse um, in the home. You know, so he, he's, he's out there trying to make up for some and, and trying to prove the difference. Meanwhile, you got fucking Watson over here like, I, I didn't do it. Got six games. Yeah, I mean, it's when looking at what other players have done and the punishments handed down to them it certainly doesn't make a lot of sense now i know the counter argument's going to be well you know legally he hasn't been technically neither was found anybody else guilty, the nfl's never gave a shit about that that exactly There's that's never so many people suspended that have never had a legal issue ever correct yeah there was never any charges brought against them but they still were had to face a suspension or an investigation at the very least correct yeah yeah i mean it's it's wild i mean you look at you know, the MLB Trevor Bauer case going on. The guy got us, uh, what, banned for two years? Is it right? Is that right? Two years? I believe, bro. I think two seasons. And it's the same situation where he legally did, you know, never got, you know, found guilty on anything. You know, I think there was probably right. a settlement outside of court as, you know, it's been going on with Deshaun. But, you know, it's a lengthy, lengthy. You know, it's one of the most severe punishments we've seen in baseball in recent history. And you have, basically the same thing if not worse you know because at a you know a greater volume going on here with deshaun watson and it's just so much less of a punishment it's it's just wild here's some notable suspensions michael vick was suspended for two fucking years mm -hmm. okay now he was found guilty but i believe that he was suspended before he was found guilty okay correct martavius bryant Josh Gordon has been suspended six times for violating the league's substance abuse policy. I believe there's, there's one Ray other Rice. player. Yeah. Vontez perfect. There you go. Suspended constantly for fucking being a dirty player targeting and shit. Mm -hmm. Suspended for an entire season. But you have Watson six games for, yeah, for it's on field conduct. Which is like, that's the interesting contrast oh, oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. I have a great one here for you, Daniel. Okay, hit me with it. No, no legal charges brought against him. Also sexual misconduct accusations, 
with one alleged victim. I know where you're going. And he this. got eight games. Antonio fucking Brown. Eight. But he got six for 26 alleged victims. Okay, Goodell. It just now doesn't. We can, uh, we can talk about how it affects the Browns now, but I just wanted to start by saying that because it, I think that it, it it deserves to be said. It does, yeah, and I think that's you know I think the appropriate thing to, to highlight starting off the show here too. That's obviously the big conversation. I think that's the big conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, we when you know we had a technical difficulties because I was going to look for the fucking Watson jersey so oh. we could fucking light it up in flames. I can't find that shit. Oh, if God. I can find that shit, we'll light it up and we'll fucking put it in a clip in here, y'all. There we go. There we go. We'll, we'll We'll, we'll clip it that in. shit out of my fucking house. <laughs> anyway, but let's, let's talk let's... about how it does affect the Browns because I do think this does affect the Browns uh, massively to be losing your starting quarterback that you gave up, you know, so much to get here. Uh, they really went for a win now mentality, and I, and I mean, I believe at least their season is done. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if it's necessarily done. I think they are in a tougher division. But, you know, it's going to depend on how good the Ravens are, um, which we'll, we'll get into that. And the same, same thing with the Steelers as well. Um, you know, looking at the early part of their schedule, they've got the, uh, you know, they've got uh, the Panthers, the Jets, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, a handful of, you know, bottom half of the league teams. So with, you know, with, with running backs like Chubb and Kareem, yeah, I think you have to give them a bit more of a shot. But. Josh Rosen's going to be the quarterback. So who the hell knows how that's going to go? Who knows? I mean, they might be in one of the toughest divisions in football, though. True. Yeah. They're literally with the Super Bowl champs. The no, Ravens well, improved massively. Uh, Super Bowl runner ups. Uh, that's what I mean. I'm. Show, show, show name, show name, show name. You know what I mean? <laughs> but. They're literally in one of the toughest divisions in football here. And you got Jacoby Brissett, who was a, a good backup. You said Josh Rosen, by the way. Have you, you looked at the depth chart? Uh, let me take a look at it again here. Josh Rosen got, I went ahead and got demoted there, but. Did he get himself demoted? Oh. Jacoby Brissett, and Jacoby Brissett is a lot better situation, but I still don't yeah. think that in this division, I told you this last night, I think that they go two and four. If they go two and four, I don't think that they're going to make a run because, well, I mean, at best they're going to make wild card if they start two and four. And Watson's not going to come in and win out on a brand new team where all their heads, you don't know where their mentals are after the first six weeks with not having a quarterback. We've seen, let me ask you this. Though. We've we don't even seen know if anybody the on the team likes the guy, bro. Fair we enough. don't even know if anybody on the team wants to play for him. That's, yeah, yeah. It could be an entire locker room cancer. Does but, his line even want to block for him? I, I, I don't know that that would be crazy because like people want to win football games and, and blah, 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 blah. Get better but salaries like, and, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying like, there's, a, I'm not saying like they're going to intentionally let people through, but like, are they going to try their hardest to, for this man? Are they going to give it all for this man? Are they going to sell like, out? Is, yeah, people that's would the big question. Leave their body on the field because Ray Lewis was next to them. Mm hmm. They're not going to do that for Deshaun. Yeah, it's not going to be the same, but he's, he's not even going to be able to be the leader of this team. Let me pose this question to you while we're on the quarterback topic here. Do we think that knowing what Jacoby Brissett is capable of, do we think he's that much worse than what Baker, where Baker was at? Like, especially towards the end of last season. I don't know. Uh, I, no, I, I, mean, I don't think it's that far of a gap. Injured Baker. 
I, an injured I think Baker? That Baker gets too too much hate from two seasons ago. If you look at the advanced metrics, he actually had a pretty decent. He's actually playing pretty decent, especially for being in a, in a semi new system. Yeah, but I do think last ago. year when he got hurt and he he hurt the shoulder, then he was he was pretty terrible yeah yeah um so i do think jacoby Brissett. i mean that's a it's a similar situation but i mean again it's just mentally where is this team at yeah yeah and that's that's the big question is you know it's what's the where's NFL. the locker room at right i mean now? it's the nfl you can lose to the jacksonville jaguars it's the it's not college it's the nfl you can lose to the jacksonville jaguar we know this they're like the team the, the gap is yeah. so much closer in the nfl right and to not have your arguably your best player on offense for the first six games and the quarterback position who's supposed to be the leader and then even when he comes in you don't know how he's going to lead so i just don't see this team doing better than two and four and once they go two and four i just i don't yeah i don't know i mean looking at those first four games i I think the worst that they go is two and two. I think that's the absolute worst. I think they should beat the Jets, and I think that they should. I think they should beat Carolina. I I think they don't beat Pittsburgh. Atlanta's gonna be a closer game. So I think I'm gonna give them three and one coming out there. They have a tougher schedule after that though with the Chargers and uh, and New England. So I I think I'm probably looking at three and three coming out of that, and then depending on how Deshaun plays, you know that's that's going to determine their season. I mean, you, you say that, but you say they're going to beat the Jets, the Steelers, and the Panthers, and I guarantee you at least one of those teams is going to beat them. I said, I, I don't know, not the Steelers, not the Steelers. I, I said Atlanta. I think they could beat Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a much more talented team, even without even without Deshaun. Their defense is good. Their defense is solid. Their, their offensive is line terrible. is pretty. Their, their offensive line is going to be terrible. They ran the ball. They're so run heavy still, though. It's that was how they were last year as well, and they were still effective. But how how I, everyone who doesn't know this episode one, but Daniel played center here. Okay, Danny Boy played center. How how do you think it's going to go to practice offense one way, all off season, all training camp? And then you got Jacoby Brissett coming in. So you practiced one way, but for six weeks, you got to play another way. But then you got to go back to playing the other. You see uh, what I'm saying? Uh, that's more of a question of coaching, though, is how do you, you know, how do you balance your, your play calling and practice? How are you pre- preparing your guys for the long term of the season? Well, you got two very different quarterbacks. I mean, Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett is talented and he can get out there a little bit, but he's no Deshaun Watson. Not as, yeah, he's not and as mobile. He's not going to be able to do the, well, Deshaun Watson can make the, the backyard football to, yeah. Extended the the Patrick. He can extend the play with his, you know, with his legs exactly. Yeah, yeah, he can run around and he avoids three sacks and he slings it down the field and it's completion. Yeah, yeah, but I uh, I can't do that for you. It's going to be an interesting season for them, though. I'm going to leave it at that. I I think it's really going to depend on how Deshaun gels into the offense and how the game with Watson back is the Bengals too. They're going to lose. They're going to lose their first game game back. They're going to lose that game. Yeah. And then they play the Dolphins, so they might. And then they play the. No, dude. That they're they're look at their schedule coming back when he comes back. Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. The first four mm. weeks, they are in a blender until they get to the Texans, and then it's like, and okay, then it's back cool. into the blender. But then it's back into the Bengals, Ravens, yeah. Saints. They played a vision almost all the rest of the yeah, dude. I mean, they're gonna be a blender, and he's gonna have to beat their division. 
Yeah. The, the yeah. one thing I'll say is that they play their division, so they they're in control of their destiny a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. And at that's, the end of the season, even if they've had it wrecked up a, a, a worse record in the beginning. Yeah, and that's kind of where I that's kind of where I said it's you know as long as they can manage without Deshaun in the beginning of the season, then they'll they'll control their own destiny. If they if they tank, then they're they're gonna it's gonna be a very very bad uphill battle for them. But let's go ahead and move into our next team here. Team we've talked oh, about man, a little I'm bit here. To talk about this team. I'm the excited Baltimore about Baltimore Ravens. I know you love this. Why'd you put the worst player box. on our team on a screen? <laughs> the worst player? Well. What do you mean you know. by that? What do you mean by that? I mean, he's good. <laughs> he's he's solid. He's solid. He's but, fast and he has he's accurate, but he's got terrible decision making and they have to scheme specifically for him. Fair enough. Fair enough. But let, let's go ahead and get into this no, one here. Not, you know, sometimes I'm like, that's the new Mike Vick. And then sometimes I'm like, damn, that guy sucks. <laughs> it, it depends on which side my bread is on on the, on the game. You got to say, though, his decision making is better than RG3s. And that's the closest in terms of athleticism blend that you, we've Man, seen. Man, I miss RG3. Yeah, yeah. But well, do you think Lamar is getting some pretty good help here with this draft class? You think they're going to be able to contribute I right mean, away? I think this is this is I mean it's this is is this the best let's start with is this the best draft class? Sorry for my horrible stutter there. I swear to god I've never stuttered in my life. <laughs> is this the best draft class? Besides Kyle Hamilton getting cooked disgusting, you saw that clip I, I saw the yeah, other day. I seen that, I seen that. But I I really liked the Eagles draft class a lot. Ravens fans literally fell on the floor when that clip came out. I know, I know. But I think the Eagles draft class might be my favorite, but the Ravens, I was in, I think, top three, top three, top five for me coming out of that draft. Eagles better. Nah. You know, I like the long play. You can't get play. behind, it. Get so behind the it. The Ravens got more players. They, they addressed all their needs. And, I mean, you, I guess you could say both of them got an injury concern, but Ajobo is less of an injury concern, honestly, than Dean. Even though he has an Achilles, the Achilles is, I've, I brought this up before, dang, bless Kobe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody thought they could come back from the Achilles, and then Kobe did it, and now medicine is caught up, and people, they mentality, see, they, they know they yeah. can come back from it. So now they've seen KD come back from it, and, and now it's a more common, it's like the ACL. Gail Sayers tore his ACL or whatever, and then he, he was done. Right, yeah. For both yeah. of them, and he was done because they didn't have ACL surgery. Exactly. Now yeah. it's like the most common injury, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it was yeah. up up until like 15, 20 years ago, really, that it was like if you tore your ACL, your career was done. Right, and, and now it's like you could tear your ACL three times and still play. So, I mean, I think, I think here with Hamilton, Linderbaum, Ajobo right off the bat, and then they still came in late and got some needs – you know, with the depth corner here and then some like uh, Kolar. I really like Kolar and likely for them. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And we talked about how that might be a potential long-term play for them to potentially avoid having to pay Mark Andrews if that's something they want to well, do I, down I the I road. think that is what they're going to do is they're going to avoid paying Mark Andrews here and they're going yeah, to go yeah. a little bit cheaper because they have to pay Lamar this year. And I saw, I think that was the plan here. Exactly. Gonna, and that's still the that's big why Hollywood had to leave out of, out of town too. But that, and that's the thing is like, do you think they can get it done with these receiving threats partner? I, I don't think so. You know, I think it's a very, very weak 
weak uh, receiving core. It's one of the weakest ones, I think, in football right now, to be completely honest with you. Um, But, you know, you never know with the right scheme. um, You know, their offensive – I haven't drawn a blank on the name of their offensive coordinator right now. I was going to ask you a question. We were talking about it the other day. We were just talking casually about the the, the Kaepernick uh, Ravens Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. How much of that staff is still there? Uh, I actually don't know. They won that Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's a creative I mean, staff. I, I'm, not with the right... they, I'm not saying they have a Ray Lewis on or an Ed Reed on this defense yet, mm-hmm. but they're 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 building this defense like that defense. They're, yeah, they're trying to get there, and so maybe. And that's this what you run game is enough. That and that's what you saw a lot in the draft, and that's what I was about to get into. Is this run? That's the you know that's. It's no secret that's a key component for this Ravens offense, and it's going to really depend on you know how healthy J.K. Dobbins can stay, Gus Edwards, and all these other guys that they've had in that room getting banged up all last season. Well, and some of their guys, like their their tight ends, need to stay healthy because when mm-hmm. their tight ends go down, then they have to switch out of a lot of their packages that are more effective. Right? Yeah, they they can't go into too as many heavy but, sets and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. I think that's the key conversation surrounding the Ravens is, you know, how, how healthy can this, the running back room stay and how effective can these receivers really be? If they, if they scheme it properly, potentially, but I, you know, that it's a lot of un, unproven receivers in that, in that receiver room. I'll, I'll get into it. And then when we have to we go over all these, what my pick is, this isn't my pick, but they would be my runner up pick for this division. For I mean, this I division. Think they're for this division. They're not my pick for this division. Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump into our next team here. Our Cincinnati Bengals, Woo! the, the ones I thought it was the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, baby. yeah, your reigning AFC champions. Um, what do we think? Are the the Bengals Sorry, poised to repeat re- success here? They do add Lyle Collins and Ted Karras up front there, so kind of ensuring that uh, that offensive line, which was considered to be one of the big weak spots for them last year, in addition to the secondary. Um, not didn't do a ton to address the secondary. They, I think, they did draft a couple of guys um to to kind of help address that but they still have some weak spots up there uh, in that secondary in my opinion however I mean, you know they still have back as an issue as yeah well. you said running back yeah i mean if, if you look at what they did last year a lot i was watching some some breakdowns of the Bengals actually some some of the film guys i like sure and uh samuel gold shout out you know he's a youtuber too so there you mm-hmm. go shout out um and he was talking about how because Joe Mixon can't block, they have to go to a lot of five man or yeah, five man line protections and they can't slide the way right. they need to slide. Right. So a lot of times when they overload one side, in particular fronts, in, in like heavy set like fronts, uh, so like a DT and uh, a D end and a, and a linebacker or two, two ends and a DT to one side offset. They really automatically like Burroughs just doesn't have Burrow doesn't have any time because Mixon can't chip block or any like he just he's just the most ineffective blocker ever. And they haven't added anyone here that is going to be able to block in that right. position. They haven't added a better running back. Right. Yeah. And another another considerable uh, addition they made this last year as well. Um, Hayden Hurst, you know, tr- you know, tremendous, tremendous uh, tight end threat there for them as well. Um, replacing CJ Uzuma, who they lost in free agency to Buffalo. Um, so I, 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 I like I think the that's pieces. a downgrade. I'm going to tell you, tell you what. Right I, there. I think it's a downgrade, but I don't think it's too much of a downgrade. I, I think Hayden Hurst, we've seen, we saw him in Atlanta. I, I think he's plenty. I mean, pl- he's, he's a big, he's sure hands, but I just, just, you know, yeah, I think he's a pretty Uzama sure receiving was threat. One of, you know, Burrow's favorite 
Yeah, yeah, and so it's going to be Different interesting to there. see the, uh, the the if the chemistry can be developed between those guys. But they still return, you know, a really really strong you know wide receiver room. Um, you know, Mixon is you know a strong runner, like you said, not great in the pass blocking though. So that is something they're going to try to figure out. Maybe trying to get uh, more tight ends involved and chipping with tight ends and stuff like that could be potentially what they what they look to do. But um, do they have this. No, they don't have the strongest starting three, but they have, they probably have one of the strongest starting three receivers. It's, in it's the up there. Yeah. I, I, I would, mean, Jamar, I would say it's top Tyler three. Boyd and then T Higgins is just, I mean, yo, I'm going to tell you right now, go ahead and every single game, you need to look at T Higgins player props if you bet. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. just smashes his player, but they, they don't, they don't pay attention. I mean, this, this year they might be on it, but last year they were just so asleep, bro. Yeah. But you know what? They've really improved here with the Bengals that's notable and why I think honestly they're going to win this division is because this defense has even gotten better. It has. I mean, it has. They the added Dax Hill here. They added some pieces on the defensive line. Um, you know, and that, that the one thing I, I, I like I said earlier that they're the back the back end of this defense is very very good with Von Bell and uh, and Jesse Bates, but the, the corners are pretty weak. Um, I think Owuzie, Cheetah Bay Owuzie, and Eli Apple played above their you know their typical levels, um, especially in the, uh, in the postseason this last year. So I think they're going to have to try to repeat that. They don't have much depth behind them either. Um, so I, I think it's kind of an uphill battle for the, for the secondary here um, to try to repeat last season's success. That's going to be their big weak point. Um, but again, this is, this is also my pick to, to win the division as well. You don't think the secondary is going to hold up here. I, I, like I said, I think they're really, really strong over the top. I they really have, like Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Greatest. They have the we we talked about this the other day. He's one of the most underappreciated corners in the entire league. They have the best slot corner in the league, or one of the Mike best Hilton. slot corners in the league. Yeah, yeah, like, true slot corners. Now, now like, you you could say like Tyran Matthew or like uh um you know like a Minka Fitzpatrick or somebody might be better, but like they're not a true slot all the time, right? right. True slot corners. Mike Hilton is incredible. Okay, they have uh Wuzier. I mean, I think Wuzier is solid. And, you know, they have incredible safeties here. They have three great, I mean, three, uh, two great safeties. And then they have Eli Apple and Dax Hill, bro. I mean, they have Dax Hill slotted in a corner right now. I see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big. That's why I said three safeties, because I was thinking they would have Dax Hill at safety. At safety, but... yeah. Uh, they probably, they might have him at corner, because he might be their, their dime back or nickel back or something. But, um, well, actually, it's, that Mike Hill is their nickel, I believe. <clears throat> Mike Hill wouldn't be the nickel. No. Would he be their dime back then? But regardless, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not weird. in love. I'm no, not in love with their outside You know what the problem is? There's only, two, there's only two corner spots on, the, on, the, on this depth on the chart. Depth chart they, have yeah. a, they, have, they have a 4-3 depth chart. Yeah. That's the issue. So anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, the way we actually project it to play out is would be Awuzie, Eli Apple, and then Mike Hilton. Dax Hill will probably come in in certain packages. So they essentially have a hybrid player as a third safety or a corner. I mean, I just think that they can scheme a lot with this. Plus they have, you know, this great defensive line, you know, they played pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're upgrading that defensive line as well. So I think that will probably help them on the, especially because both, both the guys that I don't like are outside receivers. Um, so, you know, when, when they're able to get pressure home, that's usually a pretty good way to combat, combat those weaknesses there. Yeah, I will say this year, I think Jamar is going to see a lot. Uh, he's not going to repeat the same success. I mean, not that yeah, he didn't see a lot of doubles see a lot. last year, but he's going to see, they're going to 
study tape on him more and see what he doesn't like. Does he yeah. not like to get pressed and jammed at the line? Does he not like to get, you know, he doesn't like to get, uh, man, I can't think of what I was trying to say right now. When you man and zone somebody bracketed, yeah. he doesn't want to get bracketed. Weird, man. <laughs> All that shit. You know what I mean? So, like, th- there will be something that he doesn't like. You know, and nobody's Superman. There's right. something that he doesn't like, and they're going to find it on tape now that they have so much more tape on him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think he'll still be a plenty, plenty effective. And because they have a lot of other options in that wide receiver room, I think they're going to be just fine at, you know, in terms of passing the ball. Um, and, what yeah, do you I think about Burrow. What was your question? Uh, no, nah, just the running back. What do you think about the running back situation? That, the block, I mean, you're the center. So you understand more what I just said about the sliding and the yeah yeah. Do you think I, that's actually an issue, or do you think they'll be fine? That's that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Is if they're able to scheme with more tight end chips, I think they might be okay. Just because they don't really have any, you know, phenomenal pass block, you know, pa- or pass blocking running backs can behind get him. a block out there. Yeah, he can, but get- there's nobody that's you know super super effective. And bringing that those guys in, you know, on third down situations is super telltale as to you know what scheme you're going to be running in terms of pass blocking. So it's you know that's a lot of dead giveaways. So, um, you know that's you know in terms of something that people scout for you're going to want to try to hide that a little bit more. So I'm not in love with what they got going on with the running back room. Um, like I said, I think Mixon's a very, very effective runner. But, yeah, it's it's going to be tough to try to figure out how they're going to want to scheme their their pass pro. Yeah, I don't know who was on calls last, protection calls last year, but they were not doing a good job. Uh, so. I, probably, I believe it was the center last year. I can't remember who their center was, but um, yeah. he's, been, he's been in the league for a bit. But let's go ahead and move on to our fourth and final team here in the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe the most interesting story, honestly. Some of the, might be the most interesting story. This division has some interesting storylines, oh, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, great division. So first year post Big Ben, how are we projecting the Steelers to do this year? They do have a crowded quarterback room with Mason Rudolph, Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett. And – Interest, you know, the, the best fact. He's never had a losing season. Mike Tomlin has never had. He's never had a losing season. A losing season, folks. That is. So what I'm gonna say is, I, I I'm going to put good money. I'm going to put my actual good money that their record is going to be above 500. I mean, that's a bet you can lay. I'll lay, I'm going to lay that their record is going to be 500 or greater. I mean, it's. I'm saying nine or ten win season for them probably. Yeah, but the sad thing is this division is so stacked. I mean, I don't they're going to probably be the I'd say probably the third place team. Yeah. But I I think that Kenny Pickett, I mean, do you think Kenny Pickett is going to going to start here or do you think that I think it's Trubis- it's Trubisky off the start. I'm I'm really interested to see how he does um, you know, especially now that he's had some time, you know, learning under Josh Allen, you know, and he's out, been out of Chicago, out of Matt Nagy's reach for a bit here. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see him get another opportunity to uh to, to you know, take the take control of an offense, you know, on the first snap of a game here. Um, I think if he ends up kind of struggling, like a lot of people think he might, then I think we might see, they might throw Rudolph in initially, but I think it'll Buddy, be quick to pick. Calvin it. Austin is rostered. Calvin Austin is rostered again. Really? He has rostered. In, he had a job. I'm happy. I'm really happy for the guy, but yeah, it's been a minute since I heard that name. 
Oh no, that's not who I think it is. Oh, were you thinking Tavon Austin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. This guy went to Memphis. This guy went to Memphis. This fucking weed, man. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Calvin Austin the third. Oh, that's the rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. No, their their receiving room is absolutely stacked as well. It's still um, strong. Yeah, I mean they've they've you know still strong. Very, very strong. They have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, and then they have Calvin Austin as their fourth. Anthony Miller in there too is a, is very solid. Yeah, I don't know who Zach Gentry is. They got Gunnar Olawitzki. They got the best special teamer in the entire league. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal returner. I mean, I we talked about this last night. This this defense is built like a brick I mean, fucking they have shit house. Three good running backs. They've got great running backs. They've got receivers. If they can figure out what's going on at the quarterback position, they're poised for some success. They're going to make a push I mean, for the playoffs. This is why this is why the Browns have no shot. But I think the big question is their offensive line is a little a little more suspect than it's been in years past. Um, so I think that's going to be the big question for them to answer in addition to what's going on at quarterback. But I don't think they have many questions to answer on defense. That defense is built phenomenally. I think it's one of the best built defenses in football right now. And then, yeah, like we said, the running back room and the, the receiver room are just phenomenal. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic roster. I'm trying to look up their schedule real fast. Uh... I mean, it is a tough start here with Patriots, Browns, and Jets is easy, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins. I mean, they have a very tough schedule here, honestly. Yeah, yeah, Bengals. But I, I still, I still like. I mean, I, I just can't. I cannot, on in good conscience, say that Mike Tomlin's going to go under five hundred. Winners win, Daniel. Winners win. Yeah, I mean, but we said it as well last night that Tomlin's probably one of the. I mean, he's very, very well recognized, but I think in terms of like when you're talking like Belichick appreciation, I don't think he's close to that level in terms of public opinion. I think he needs to be a, a little bit closer. I mean, I think he needs to be higher than Pete Carroll. Oh, yeah. I, and I well, think Pete Carroll gets way agree. more love. Yeah, yeah. I think and I mean, he gets Mike Tomlin, I mean, I understand Pete Carroll's that. gone to the Super Bowl more times, but I, I mean, consistency has to play a factor here. I mean, he's given his, his team an opportunity every time and nfl playoffs are very unpredictable you know you yeah yeah I mean, try your best but like as long as you give your team an opportunity to go there as many times as possible i mean you're doing your job as a coach i opinion. agree i agree yeah i mean it's it's a well-coached team they've got um i believe a new offensive coordinator again this year um so that'll be an interesting tidbit to see what what, what goes on there or am i correct in saying that or did they hire him last year i can't not can't remember no i believe they have a new i believe that was uh Maybe they hired him in the middle of last year, partner. Yeah, you know, I don't have a I don't have a keyboard because of my USB situation. So, oh, oh boy. Well, you're on that. I do think that we should we should move on to the, the, the damn fins here. To the fins. I mean, not that to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs, thank you. I was. <laughs> I was quite confused about what we were getting out there, partner. But let's go ahead and jump into the AFC West here. Like Free was Man, saying, our you know first what I team. Meant. They traded them to the, you know what I mean, bro. I, I know where your brain was headed there. But the Kansas City Chiefs, can they replace the production from Tyreek? 
thoughts partner. They do add in Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore in an effort to uh, to go ahead and replace his production. I have an absolutely spicy take for you, your partner. You hit me with it. I know you you're going to be perfectly, perfectly fine without Tyreek. If you look at the advanced stats of Tyreek last year, he barely ever ran over 10 yards. I believe he only had uh, one deep crosser for a touchdown. And, and he was only targeted three times on deep crossers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he only ran go routes like a ridiculously low percentage of the time. So they had him racking a lot on the team last year. And I mean, Sky Moore can rack just as well. I mean, not, I don't want to say just as well as Tyreek Hill. He's one of the greatest, you know. But Sky Moore is fantastic. He, he's very quick, very elusive as well. And they have the greatest offensive mind or one of the greatest offensive minds and Andy Reid there. I think they'll be perfectly fine. Um, I think they might even be better with, with the team overall. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, giving Mahomes not necessarily the same quality of options, but still having very quality options and more of them for, for him to have more options like that might be interesting, especially when plays break down like that. Um, you know, you're going to have uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire coming in this year in the running back room. They did pick up Ronald Jones as well. Um, and then Jarek McKinnon, if he can stay healthy again this year, um, we'll, we'll hopefully get some time in there as well. So they've got some depth in the running back room. Like we said, I mean, depth on the on, at receiver. Um, I think they addressed a, some of their, their questions on offensive line as well. Um, yeah. They, they got Orlando Brown, yeah. which is an absolutely huge snag here. I mean, I think that has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Ron Christian. I'm really not uh, familiar with there. Andrew Wiley. Andrew Wiley. Uh, that was a strong player. Yeah. Oh no, that's That was a signing. That was a signing, yeah. But they, they, they've absolutely uh, attacked defense here, too. I mean, they got Justin Reed in from Houston, and, you know, he's a fantastic, fantastic player. Stanford guy, really smart, can run the defense. You know who he reminds me of a lot? Who's that? And now he's following his path. Damn Honey Badger, man. Honey he went Badger. to Houston, and right after he went to where? Kansas City, Kansas. baby. And he helped run the defense in both places. So. I really think that you see, you know, I think that you see uh, Justin Reed here in a similar situation. He's going to play a a lot for this defense, do a lot. Now, I do want to absolutely tear the Chiefs apart for this corner pick, Daniel. Why, Why McDuffie? Do you understand? Not entirely. I I know I'm more the defensive guy here, but. Not entirely when he's being slotted as a most likely going to play like a slot corner position. I don't know why you would be drafting a slot corner that I in four, four, absolutely ridiculous speed here. But I mean, five eleven one ninety three. I mean, he just cannot press off the line. I mean, you value, you value a slot. Corner. I mean, we we're talking, we were talking about this, this especially this in this division, the other night. especially in this division, when you've got a lot of big receivers in this division now, that's true. I mean, can he match up with anyone on the Broncos? Or or the Chargers. You got Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams. I, he's going to get bullied by both those guys if he tries to press them. Uh, I, I, just, I don't like the pick here. I, I, that was the one thing I had to say about the Chiefs is I was not excited about the, the corner pick here, but their offseason, their free agent signings, 
made me made me more excited about the team. I do think that they're gonna do well here. I don't think they're gonna win the division partner. Interesting. I think they're gonna do just fine without Tyreek Hill. Interesting. I think that, that Tyreek Hill won't be why they don't win the division, but I, I don't think they're gonna win the division here, partner. Very I very think that we saw the most successful the Chiefs are gonna be because as we've seen many times, I mean, a team with a fantastic generational talent as a rookie quarterback is always gonna do better. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers, look at Green Bay. Yeah, what they were able the to reason do. That, the reason that page, the Patriots were so successful was because Tom was, was selfless for so long and, and, and kept taking less money. And he was able to do that because, you know, his wife makes li- literally millions of millions, <laughs> millions, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Right. And he also has such a level of status from that that he's made so much money off indoors. I mean, Gillette probably he made as much money off the Gillette ads, I'm sure. Oh, and the whole TB12. Well, they funded, well. they funded, yeah, they funneled money back into him. Now they funded right. money out of the south. But we don't need to talk about it. The Patriots cheated. We were talking about the Chiefs. We're talking about the Chiefs and the AFC West. You got any more thoughts on the Chiefs, your partner? I mean, I did. I want to say we have to. We had. We do have to bring up George Karloftis because we didn't talk about George Karloftis yes, here. At yes. All. Yeah. That was. We forgot about George Karloftis, Leo Chanel, and I think those are two huge defensive pieces. And then I said, like I said, you got Justin Reed here. I mean, I I think this defense could be absolutely in, insane, especially against the pass. They got Carlos Dunlap as a backup defensive tackle as well. I mean, he's older, not as effective, but still going to be. Uh, no damn good Still good yeah i mean watch good. out for leo chanel too watch out for leo chanel yeah. i really like leo chanel on tape yeah, watch yeah. out for him especially when, the, when they're gonna have you know two inside backers and you know certain packages that's gonna be that's gonna be fun but let's yeah. go ahead and jump in on on to our next team here we were talking about them just a bit ago i'm excited again I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm excited to get to the college partner i gotta tell you oh yeah oh yeah but let's let's go ahead and oh, jump in. The hometown team, baby. The hometown team for our guy free oh, everybody, here. Everybody knows out there I am a Texans fan. I'm from the, the Houston area, but I do stay out here in Denver now. So whenever you see us uh, light up, it is uh, legal there. Correct, so. correct. Um, but Denver, also down the, down the street, I got the Broncos. It's about five, ten minutes away here, partner. Perfect, perfect. We're, we're talking about your neighbors then. Yeah, well, I was going to go see them, but, you know, they're – I mean, they're they're charging ridiculous prices for tickets, brother. A little expensive, a little expensive. I mean, they're excited Russ is in town, baby. That's that's probably the reason why the tickets are so high. They're charging Russell Wilson prices. Denver trading in for Danger Russ. Trading away two first, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Some interesting pieces there. Um, I'm not a big Drew Locke fan, but Noah Fant and Shelby Harris are definitely pretty solid players. Um, and two first is an expensive price to pay as well. However, I do like this move for Denver. They've got some solid pieces at receiver. However, they did lose Tim Patrick today. Big receiver threat for them going down with an ACL uh, tear. So he will most likely miss the season. Um, but still some threats. Jerry they Judy out there. Cortland Sutton. Than, well, uh, yeah. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that just because last year he had good receivers. But, I mean, up until – I mean, the last two years, like up until he got – um. What's his man? It was the name with the blue hair that eats all the Cheetos. <laughs> DK. DK. Before he got DK Metcalf, I mean, he just had one receiver out there. Yeah, yeah. And he's got and some. He, you know, so I think this is still one of the better receiving situations that he's had. I agree. I agree. The one thing that is interesting is the tight end room here is very, very weak. Um, who was their first string tight end again? I met. 
I'm drawing a blank on the name here. Uh, Albert, that's right. Albert. Too many tabs, not enough fingers. Agugabunam. That's the best pronunciation I will have of that name. Um, Not much depth here going on. Not not anybody to write home about, per se, um, at the tight end position here for Denver. Um, We do know that Russ does like his tight ends as a security blanket from time to time. Um, However, he might be able to find that in Jerry Judy, kind of a similar role um, to what Tyler Lockett played for him potentially. Um, And they do have some other strong receivers in there as well. I mean, why has this team not signed a tight end? There's, there's no way that there's not a tight end that's that's on a market. Yeah. uh, Better than Eric Tom. I've never, like, I want y'all out there to know, like Dan and I, between Madden, just our general knowledge, fantasy uh, betting i mean we know hundreds of players i don't know any of their tight ends i don't I know don't a single either. tight end on their team i don't either yeah it's I, when, I, when i was looking at it last night i was very very confused as to what was going on in that tight end room i'm like there's no way that's the best y'all can do right now are they just blocking they've got to be blocking tight ends that's that would be my best best guess i don't know well, why would you not sign there's no way to like uh, what's Mercedes Lewis doing, or whatever his name is? Yeah, yeah. Go, I mean, he, he, he might still injury. be in Green Bay. Being okay from an injury, but I don't oh, know. Is he in Green Bay? He might still be in Green Bay. I'm not 100 percent sure. Is. I don't know. There's, there's got to be a tight end on a market. I mean, good lord, there's got to be somebody. There has to be. There has to but be. This wide receiver room is is pretty pretty great. Yeah. I'll so there's going to be some questions to answer with this offense his for sure. This defense, defense though. This defense. <sighs> I mean, very, very good. They definitely improved on the front seven, got even better at corner, adding Ronald Darby, in my opinion. And then Ronald Darby was, was he, uh, no, he wasn't an ad, was he? Or he was on the team last year. I can't, I don't entirely remember Uh, on that one. Darby, I believe was on the, is Darby even on the team this year though? Yes, he is. Don't see him on my depth chart here. I have him on my depth chart for this year, but either way uh, maybe i'm just very very solid secondary i don't believe he was on a team maybe he was on a team last year i don't know the weed well, yes. i apologize to the broncos fans y'all didn't have any national attention we're paying attention now okay we're, we're i feel pay- it a texans fans don't ever get national attention either except for bad shit okay we're paying a bit more the only attention. time anybody's ever paid attention to fucking texans is when it's fucking bad shit all right <laughs> Roner was racist fucking dude getting fucking handies all the time i fight nah, i get into it anyway fucking randy randy gregory is an incredible ad for this yeah, that is that was the one big ad that they did add to this already very very talented secondary. Um, I do like I said, I do think they improved up front as well. I think this is arguably going to be the be- one of the better defenses. You know, I think probably it's between them and the Chiefs. I think ah, actually I can't say that with the Chargers now either. Uh, this is a tough tough division to call that in, but this is going to be a solid solid defense nonetheless. Uh, Greg Dol- was a draft pick by the way so their their backup here is a draft pick so maybe he's something we're I, I apologize we're not familiar i will say we're not familiar with all the tight ends in college i mean it's that's okay okay hard. Greg well, you, you and i you and i are probably only familiar with the top five or six tight ends in the draft class especially he's, this past season a later yeah. day pick. Yeah, exactly was a so he was a later day on. pick a little so we're not later. familiar with him but he might he may be something we're not sure i mean their draft is fine it's nothing exciting i don't think they had any high picks yeah i mean i think they addressed you know i think they addressed some needs but um yeah nothing nothing crazy obviously they traded away some picks i mean i don't think they're gonna win this division but 
They'll sell tickets with Russ. Yeah, and I think they'll compete for a playoff spot. I'm not going to you know sit here confidently and say they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they'll be able to compete for one. I mean, with this defense, I think they'll be able to compete with the playoff spot. I mean, they have uh, an absolutely locked down secondary. I don't. We don't know how they're going to play against the run, but against the pass, this team is going to be fantastic. Be and yeah. and and they're in a division where you need to shut down the pass. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's go ahead and run it on over to our next team here. Another team with big, big headline this offseason, the Las Vegas Raiders trading for Devontae Adams, also adding Josh McDaniels as a new head coach. What are we liking here from Las Vegas? You know, strong on the defensive side of the ball last year. First of all, are you surprised? Surprised to see him to McDaniels go after he did the whole the whole back and and forth thing thing with Indianapolis? Because he was supposed to be the heir to the throne in new England. Do you think maybe he just got now? He like bill was like, ah, it might be like another 10 years, bro. I don't really know. I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. I think his plan was always to end up leaving new England and getting another head coaching job. Um, I just, I, I think there might be more of a connection between him and the ownership with the Raiders than the ownership with an Indy. And I think that might be part of the reason as to why he was a little more willing to, uh, to head to Las Vegas. Um, I mean, and, where know, do you want to? Where do you want to live, partner? Las Vegas or Indiana? I'm so sorry to all of our listeners from Indiana. I I really am. I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a lovely place. Pat, I've heard the downtown if, if Pat, area is Pat, great. Pat, 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 if you're listening, I mean no disrespect, Pat. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great place, but you know that you love Vegas better, Pat. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, th- that's got to be one of the reasons, you know, it's obviously a more attractive living situation, um, you know, with the Devonte trade happening, you know, got the Derek to Devonte connection again, coming back from college. Um, college you know. That's uh, that's strong. I mean, you could talk about that from, you know, being a, you know, being a player yourself. Oh yeah. You and know. they were, they were very, very effective at Fresno state together. I mean, they, that's part of the reason why both those guys, you know, one are so successful and were drafted so high as they were, um, is just because of, you know, how successful they were as a tandem there at Fresno state. And this is a deep, deep, um, receiver room now. Um, you know, Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, Hunter Renfro. Matt Collins I mean, in there an as well. Fantastic. Pick. Um, you know, I think this is, you know, a, still a very, very good receiver room. Obviously Darren Waller, you know, getting older, but still very effective. Um, and they got Foster Moreau backing him up as well. Who's, you know, been effective from time to time. Um, I think the offensive line, they still have some questions to answer here. Um, they, I do see now that they did make Alex Leatherwood uh, a second stringer, so he will not be starting this year. Um, if you all remember him from last year, he was the rookie draft pick. That was just thank God for my money. Oh man, his discipline was all over the place. He was how much was money did he make last year? How much money? How much I money? Alex Leatherwood know. personally. If I saw Alex Leatherwood, I mean, I know he's fucking huge, Daniel, but. <laughs> i got a couple of words for you alex he did okay? cost us some money this last year i do remember that um but you know it's honestly colton Miller's, i just gotta show him some et so he starts playing better but that is, that's yeah yeah colton miller's definitely you know he's a strong offensive tackle andre james is a pretty decent offensive set i mean you know, something that you missed to your partner is that they added chandler jones i mean i think this defense this defense got be... the front seven got even better. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones being the bookends on this defense is just going to tear things up. They still do have uh, Cl- uh, Cleveland Farrell backing up as well. Did who... they keep their defensive coordinator? I'm not aware. That was the guy that got promoted to head coach last year, was it not? 
No, that was the special teams coordinator. That was the special teams coordinator? I don't know, though. Uh, most times, the special teams coordinator gets promoted because they're already in touch with the entire team. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% uh, the, 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 the sure. The defensive coordinator was the guy in Seattle that during the Legion of Boom, and so he's trying to install the Legion of Boom. But I need, I need you to Google right now and figure that out while I talk here, partner. Because if that is the case here, from a, my defensive mind here, if they've kept that, I think they're in a great spot. If they've changed their defensive coordinator, they might have a bit of a mess here because they've drafted players specifically to fit a very like niche system here. They and now to go back, they away do from that have a issue. new defensive coordinator. That's a Patrick very big issue. That's a coming very over from, big issue. Coming over from um, the Giants. That's a that's a horribly big issue. So they were playing a cover a cover three system from seattle he he is also in the bill belichick lineage as well though so it's it's gonna be interesting i i still think they have a lot of talent so is half the nfl that doesn't mean anything the issue daniel is that they were playing like a legion of boom type system so morig was the roamer here in the middle right okay yep And, and then so now you're asking Morig to play a completely different role when you drafted him to be the roamer. And we, we actually kind of liked him in that role. Last yeah, year, I remember I, I, during their game, we were, we were watching them a lot. We watched them a lot because they were in private them a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I mean, we watched all the games, but, you know, fo- we were individually focused on the game because it was in prime time a lot. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, something I noticed was that Morig played that role really well. I actually started to kind of like them in that system. And now to go back away from that, I just wonder what kind of system they're going to install here and what kind of effect that's going to have on the players. Yeah, I don't know. I, they're definitely, I, I think they're probably going to end up being the bottom team in this division, but I still think they're going to be have some competitive moments. I think it, there's a lot bottom of questions to division. answer. No, I, I can't agree with that, partner. I think You're going the Denver? Are going to be the, Denver? The yeah, Denver, actually, Denver. I'm going to take but that I back. Mean, if I'm you going... look at this defense, I mean, uh, Jonathan Abram, Maury. I mean, even if they struggle with the system, I mean, there's still incredible talent. There's going to be yeah. moments where they make plays individually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And take then that you know, back. the <laughs> offense, you got Carr and Adams, whereas Renfro, you know, you don't have anything like that in in Denver. Renfro as well, Waller. But, I mean, they've got receiving threats. Um, no, but I just mean specifically that connection. They already yeah. have that established. It's not like Russ brought anyone over or has played with any of those receivers before. Sure. I know he'll run camps with them all season. He's a vet, so he'll have them. You know, he'll have them out and yeah, barbecues, yeah. and they'll throw the ball a bunch and whatever, whatever. But I just think that this this connection is gonna is gonna show on the field. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go in, ahead. In moments where you're in high stress, who are you gonna throw the ball to? Yeah, he's going to be your security blanket for sure. And let's go ahead and jump on over to our last team in the division. Another team making big moves as well. The Los Angeles Chargers adding Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson to an already talented defense. Los Angeles Chargers, Daniel, those ones. We the shall Super Bowl see. Champion 2023 Los Angeles, those ones. We shall see. I This is a team is, that I think has got to be considered to be one of the favorites. That's for, who I'm putting my bet on. It's got to be. That's gotta I'm be. putting my future, buddy. I'm putting my future bet on this team right here, Daniel. Yeah, it's my I mean, pick right now. An already very, very talented defense as it is adds in Khalil Mack to compliment, uh, to compliment Joey Bosa and then also adds in JC Jackson. So now their cornerbacks are JC Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., who 
very, very talented in his own right. And then you've got Derwin James and Nasir Adderley at your at your safety spots as well. And they've got some more guys to roll in as well. Um, they did pick up um, Kyle Van Noy in the offseason as well, so giving them some inside, some linebacker depth, which was one of the big weaknesses on this defense last year. Um, they get better up front. They get better at linebacker. I mean, they have one of the best secondaries in the entire league. I mean, I know we keep saying that because they're like, I mean, honestly, the secondaries are because it's a passing league. Everyone's trying to build their secondaries here. But this is just, I mean, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, where are you throwing the ball? It's it's going to be tough, especially when you've got a you know a tough pass rush coming after you with like I said, Bosa. Well, you've got no Mac. more than what four seconds every play. I mean, Max, yeah, maybe Max. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, Max getting older for sure, but um, he's still you know probably at least a top ten pass rusher in the league. I mean, we all we know and we know that early season picks can be a mess because of injury. Absolutely, so, but on paper. No injuries. This team is incredible. Now their defense, I will say their depth is not the best depth that we've seen. It's yeah. But their defense, I mean, and like you said, Kyle Van Noy is an incredible ad. Yeah, it's um, super, super smart football player. He's going to be sitting behind um, probably, I, I think they'll most likely probably use him at an in, inside linebacker spot. So he'll be sitting behind Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil. And they have him but at a strong side linebacker on the depth chart I here. do see that, right? which is interesting, but... It's going to be, it's, I'm, I am interested to see how they use him, especially because he does. Did have I do believe, no, I, I do year. believe he plays, he plays strong. So I do believe he plays, he, he plays strong. Play strong. Okay, okay. He plays strong side, but he, he just, he drops. He yeah. Yeah. Crush. But uh, they're going to be able to run a bunch of interesting fronts here because, you know, sometimes you're going to have Khalil Mack coming in as a linebacker and rushing you. Sometimes he's going to be coming in as a defensive end and then you're going to have Van Noy. Van Noy can still come in. He's just not the most effective rusher. He usually is dropping. So then you're going to have all these weird stunts where you're dropping Van Noy in the hooks and stuff like that. You can really do a lot of different scheming with this defense, especially with Derwin James and Asante Samuel, who are oh, two of the yeah. smartest football players in the entire NFL. Yeah, and Nasir Adderley is super athletic. I mean, you know, Derwin can play pretty and much any Jackson was absolutely incredible last year yeah yeah you know obviously derwin can play all the positions in the secondary just about and then come down in the box and play linebacker as well so you know they, that that adds even more wrinkles for um oh my goodness what's his the the head coach's name i'm drawing a blank great defensive mind though um help me out here if i can help myself out here oh i can't remember his name but he's he's the young guy is great oh yeah and i like him like the guy good guy he was the you know, big fan of him. Brandon we're, we're Staley. Big fans of Brandon Staley. Him. Thank hey, you. We love Brandon. Yeah, we love baby. you, Brandon. We Brandon love you. Staley, we're big fans, baby. Sorry we forgot your name, no big dog. <laughs> but, you know, we'll great, great time, defensive swear. mind. He gets a whole bunch more talent. Um, going to be really, really interesting. I think this is the team that ends up winning the division. Um, and I, I would not be surprised to see them to make a deep playoff push. Um, I think this are, team's going to win the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. No, it's, I keep saying that, but finally, you know, this is the first time that Justin Herbert's getting a second year in in the same system too. So this this is his time to gel. This is his time to gel. This is his. I mean, time he to looked perform. incredible last year. Looked great last year. I mean, he had his moments. He had he had some moments where he struggled. We for thought sure. they we thought they were going to contend for the Super Bowl last year through the first eight weeks and we, then they, we really eight did. weeks, ten weeks, and then they started to fall off. I think it was the first eight weeks. And they yeah, Mike Williams off. got hurt, banged up a bit, and so they had some issues. I think. Um, but you've also seen, you know. 
that you know the mentality they yeah. thought they were hot shit then they they got they got they got slapped in the mouth yeah everybody Smack lost the their mouth. confidence now they understand okay we're not we gotta rein back the cockiness a little bit one game at a time i think we see them you know i think we see them win this division yeah absolutely. i think they're there now absolutely all right well that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for our nfl talk oh my god is it time it's it's time it's, it's time. time for our favorite it is it's time. time to tickle your pickle with some college football action a little bit of college football action uh, we're just to kick it off with our big 12 preview right up our guy freeze alley i don't here. know why i did the florida state chop for the big 12 but i couldn't think of like a hey hey whatever oh, whatever comes to mind Ooh, I don't know that one too, bro. You know there you I mean? go. So I go switch shirts. I got the I got the OSU merch and the shit. I got that all type of stuff. You know, there I'm a big go. OSU fan over here too. Big big think, OSU uh, guy. Big big. I think we do have to start off talking about our big rivals here, though. Well, that's what we got listed up first here. Obviously, lots of big drama surrounding I'm OU this it. off season with yeah. Lincoln Riley departing for ah! USC. You know what time it is? What time is it? Hit the button. It's time to stay on the weed. And if y'all are enjoying the show so far and want to catch more of myself and free, hop on over to our Twitches, yums underscore free for our guy free. And for myself, squirrely Dan one, you'll catch us playing a bit of Madden this season, as well as a few other games as well. We hope to see you there. All right. Oh, 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 Oklahoma, Oklahoma. So obviously a whole bunch of drama kicking it off here with uh, Lincoln Riley departing to USC, Caleb Williams, the starting quarterback, also following him to LA. I know you're hot about that, but we're not yeah, talking about that right we'll, now. We'll get into that in another episode, but um, going to be interesting though. They're still eating all over the place. Yeah. Still bringing in a lot of uh, returning starters. Obviously they're going to have to figure out what they're doing at the quarterback situation, but a very, very interesting. And I think tremendous hire for their new head coach and Brent Venables. I think he's going to keep I mean, Oklahoma abs- on top of this. Absolutely fantastic hire. I, th- I think we both agree here. Yeah. Brent Venables, incredible coach there. Yeah. I mean, uh, phenomenal coach. I think he's a great motivator. He inherits a program already, you know, pre-existing with a bunch of talent. I think he's going to have no problem keeping I mean, Oklahoma on top of this conference. The issue here is that um, they lost Caleb. They did. Yeah. And that's, that's the big question they're going to have to answer. If they can replace the quarterback position, then I like them to win the big 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into my other pick for the big 12 as well, but just because this defense here, partner, you understand like the defense here with Venables. I mean, you already had all the players and I know some guys left, some guys transferred, some guys decommitted, but at the same time there, there was a lot of defensive guys that stuck around and were excited to play for Venables. And I'm, I'm sure a couple of guys have transferred in and, and this is going to be a, a hell defense, especially with the way he's going to scheme it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's a great defense of mine. Like I said, they've already got a bunch of talent there. And after that hire, I think it restored a lot of faith in the program in terms of what they were trying to do at Oklahoma. Um, you know, obviously with them headed to the SEC, they want to be po- headed in the right direction, heading into the, the meat grinder that is that conference. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great hire for them. I think they put themselves in a great position, um, but I do think it really hinges on what, what they're able to do at the quarterback position. Um, let's move it on here. Your Oklahoma State Cowboys. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes, baby. What, what are we Only thinking here? Blood at everyone else is like, go Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. No. The, the real college football fans know. But Danny knows. Danny and I live and breathe Saturdays. I mean, absolutely. The second 
game day gets on like we're we're in the cord yes until it's over until the break I mean, of dawn baby till the break of dawn but what do you think partner can osu repeat its success from last season i know they no, are missing some easy. pieces on defense and uh might have gotten their uh defensive coordinator poached by one of my teams no no that was easy that was easy might have to move on to the next time. No, I'm just fucking playing. But no, we're absolutely not going to be as good as we were last year. Now, we do return our quarterback, Spencer Saunders. I mean, we were literally one yard away from going to the playoffs. Correct, yeah. Still an absolute heart. I, I will never forget the heartbreak I mean, for you in that moment. I had my camera on and everything. Chat, like, I would chat. I did it too now. I had my <laughs> camera on and everything, y'all. Like, it was... I was on the floor. Like the boys were like, they were, they felt so bad for me. It was bad, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a big fan. I've been, a, I've been a probably more Oklahoma state games than anything else. And it's just like, we were right there and we've been right there twice. And to be third twice, just it's painful. Or not it's third, painful. but first out twice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I know. And I know so, what but no, I think, you know, this year, I think we're doing, we're going to do okay. We'll do okay. We'll contend for the big 12. We might win the big 12. You know, we might make the top 10. Spencer is great, but we've lost some of our key offensive pieces. I mean, we're wide receiver U right now. Getting, I mean, obviously Ohio State, obviously. Yeah, don't get it wrong. But we've had some great wide receivers come out. We have some great college wide receivers all the time, and so you know, we always reload our college guys. So, so Tay Martin will get replaced here, but I am a little worried. And then we do return a decent number of guys on defense, but we lose our coordinator, which was really what was the defense the and we lose that defense we lose malcolm rodriguez so we lost the brains and the heart of the defense yeah 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 it's gonna be tough to replace what on the they lost their running back as well didn't they yeah jaylen he, he got drafted yeah yep. he's absolutely stud stud muffin but we all also have great running backs all the time i mean barry sanders son didn't even get to play yeah not that yeah. he was great but he didn't even get to play like you know what i mean he transferred there as a graduate just to, just to play and didn't even get to play right uh, Jalen was a transfer, a graduate transfer. He only played for one. He was only there for one year. That was his only there, year there. So, I mean, and he was hurt in the championship game. That's a big thing. I think you'll see us run the ball uh, again, air it out, play good defense. I think our defense will still improve. It'll be, it'll be better than it was two years ago, but not as good as it was last, last year. year. And yeah. so I think that nets us back a few spots. Sure. Yeah, man. All right, next interesting, one of the big stories, obviously, everybody loves to talk about Texas, is Texas back under Steve Sarkeesian with Q, uh, excuse me, I can't say his name, Quinn Ewers sitting at Whoa, quarterback first, now, the I former five-star. No, 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 can we talk about Sark, how, how the hell did, I mean, what, what did he slip into Manning's drinks? Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I, I really thought Arch was either headed to Ole Miss or Georgia. Uh, I thought it was down to those two, to be completely honest. Texas was a complete shock to me. But when you have I the somehow missed national... this news. You know, I've been kind of checked out for the last couple of weeks. Missed this news. Watching an old Pat McAfee clip. And I see <laughs> that on the bottom of the ticker. And I was like, what the fuck? Yep. So I go and look it up. And I'm like, because I just was talking shit on Texas. And I like Texas. As a, I'm from Texas. I like Texas, y'all. But... I, I talk shit on Texas because I don't like Sark and, you know, I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's shown that he's a good coach. Yeah. But, like, I mean, to be able to land Arch and they have Quinn coming in this year. I mean, they've got – it's going to be an amazing quarterback room with those two guys there. I mean, Quinn is 
you know, a little bit more mobile, I think, than Arch is. He's I like I I think I so told you last night. Can they get the pieces? Strong around. arm guy, mobile, and then you know I you know Arch is a little bit closer to your traditional pro style. He's still mobile. He's still decently athletic. He's more athletic than I would say Peyton ever was. But um, I wouldn't say he's <laughs> Arch. I wouldn't say he's you know Archie Senior. Uh, yeah, Peyton Manning has a rushing either. touchdown. You better calm your fucking titties down. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Peyton Manning comes slapping the fucking mouth. But, we thought Peyton was all like, I thought Peyton was so boring until they did that that show. I mean, we loved that show. Yeah, I know the uh, the was it Monday Night Football with him oh, and Eli. Oh man, oh good. so good, so good. But I don't know. I mean, I think there's still a lot of questions for Texas to answer. They haven't been legitimately nationally relevant in quite some while. I mean, Can they talked about that filter real fast. Beautiful. That's an in, no. That's an inch long filter. That's not beautiful. I'm fucking. Continue. Oh, wow. It sold me an inch of filter. Continue. Oh boy, tough. But it's yeah. I don't know. They 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 haven't been nationally relevant in a number of years. You know, it was outside of that Sugar Bowl win. Um, it's going to be interesting. Quinn Ewers this is going to be his first. You know, real taste of college football, getting play time. You know, and they have the best running back in. They do. They do. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. I, I think they'll probably, if I'm projecting Texas, where they'll think, finish, I'm going to say top four, between, top four in the Big 12. I think it's between these first three teams that we've talked about for the Big 12. Mm, I think this next team, I think this next team is absolutely poised for success. Baylor and Dave Aranda absolutely put on, uh, you know, a, a phenomenal season last year. Who's I know you cool? thought they were overrated. Last year, the guy that when he was they are, they are, no, no, Is the shortstop playing quarterback? No. Bon- Is the shortstop? Then, then they suck. Bonahan transferred out. He transferred, I think, to UCF or FAU or something like that. But, oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's the same. And there might be some. It's the shortstop? It's the shortstop. Oh, okay, I might put some money on him. I like him now. Yeah, yeah. The shortstop was something. I was kind of worried when we playing a shortstop. Yeah, no, no. Bonahan's gone. Um, yes, I forget the kid's name. I'm drawing a blank on it. But they're returning the most starters in the Big Twelve. I believe it's seven on each side of the ball. Um, you know that Man, defense couldn't was... get anybody drafted. That's tough, Baylor fans. <laughs> suck. Hey, they were. It was a strong defense. Very, very strong defense last year. The offense was plenty capable. It's you know. Ain't nobody want to pay sixty thousand dollars a year and have to go to chapel. Fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I, this is this is the one team that I think really stands the best chance to win this conference. I really do. I mean, we're gonna disagree there, partner. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I just I, don't see it. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I like the shortstop at quarterback. I like him. I like and Aranda's and a great he, coach too. Is the other thing. It be dizzy, or did he have a great year? He was great at LSU, and he was great last year. His track record has been nothing but good. Well, it wasn't a head coach at LSU. Yeah, it's still a defense, still a coordinator. Well, that's only half of the battle. Fair enough. Not even. Well, so. well, we could say that he's a good game manager then, at the very least. Obviously, administratively and recruiting is a whole different side of that. But in terms of game management and the talent that he's given right now, I think he's going to, you know, put the most. I mean, I think they'll, they'll 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 play well. I just I nobody ever thinks about Bailey. I don't know. This like is this is my this year. is my dark horse team for for the Big Twelve. This is your dark horse team. This is my dark horse well, team. Well, my dark horse team is an X team, and I know you have some. Fun. We have a. I sent you probably. this damn video. There is no shot in the world. 
There's no shot in the world that TCU is even in the top half of the Big 12 this year. Not a shot. No, 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 no. That's not even what I meant, but that is funny. You should put that in there. But no, after I saw that clip, I did kind of pull back a little bit. But, but no, I, I, you know, this is, I mean, we got to get into it, buddy. We'll they get hired into Sonny it. Dykes. They hired Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Um, and, and Dan, Dan, Dan knows Sonny Dykes. Dan, Dan personally knows Sonny Dykes. Dan has played ball for Sonny Dykes. He can give the most honest opinion of anybody here or anybody, you know, that's going to speak on it. <laughs> well, without to uh, air out the dirty laundry, my opinion on it is that he's not, not a big five you know, not a power five conference coach and his only success that he's had has been that, you know, group of five schools, La Tech, SMU. I, I will admit what he did at SMU was very, very impressive. He brought that program back from the dead. Absolutely. But I think that's kind of where, what his specialty is. I think he's a very, very capable and very, very successful group of five coach, but I don't think he knows how to manage. And I don't think he, he really knows how to effectively fully recruit, um, you know, at, at, at these big schools. So you don't think he can keep up with recruiting and you don't think he can so the, the I, personnel jump to these landed, universities. He's landed bigger, big right? recruits. He's so landed big recruits. To, I'm not going to say he hasn't landed big recruits. I just don't TCU, know if his recruiting I, I strategy know. is you the know. best. Well, listen, hold on. I don't know. You know, our audience probably doesn't know. But when I go from TC, when I go for, to, from SMU to TCU, do I get more staff? No, it's the same amount of staff. If you get more money, you get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Staff numbers are mandated by the NCAA. You get, okay, you're, you're so probably getting more money. money. You're probably getting more money for a more quality. So I, mean, I have more hires. talented staff options. Potentially. I have you, the same number you, of staff. So why would it be any harder right? for him to manage? This because staff? I don't necessarily think he hires the best assistants either. I, I, I'm not familiar with who the assistants are. Yeah, in this situation. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not trying to air out laundry here, but that's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, let's let's move on to our our last story here in the Big Twelve. Uh, Iowa State Cyclones, also another team that is. Hey, why are we moving on? Uh, I want to see what the fuck their goddamn fucking coaches are. You fucking cuck. That's crazy. That, that's nah. That's, just because you, you just because you. Ain't I need funny. you to take about twenty to thirty percent off there, Super Chief. Nah, 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 nah. I need you to air it out about Sunny. Otherwise, that's what you. Nah, that's where. That's where I'm I already at. said it. I. He doesn't have an effective recruiting strategy, and I don't think he hires the best assistants. Yeah, that's that was explosive content there. All right. <laughs> okay, they got Tulsa's. Where, 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 who, where was he at Tulsa? No, who are you talking about? The D coordinator? Yeah, hi, Joseph Gillespie. What was he at Tulsa? He was the DC. He was the DC. he was the DC at Tulsa. I mean, I think they're in a good spot, then. I mean, they, they brought their <laughs> offensive coordinator and then they hired the defensive coordinator for this Tulsa. Is, I do think actually this is his best defensive hire that he has made as a head coach. I really do. Um, this is the same guy that put out, um, oh my goodness, what's his name that plays for the Cardinals, the linebacker? He was the first round draft pick uh, a couple of years ago. I'm drawing it's a blank possible on his for name. people to learn and grow, you know what I mean? Just like you don't want to air up Sonny out because you learned and growed right now, you know what I mean? Grew? Grew. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, maybe the, maybe the guy's better at his job now. 
Yeah, I mean, like like I said, this is like I, in my opinion, this is one of the better one of the better defensive hires that he's made. I think this is a bit he led Tulsa to have a very very. I think strong what they defense. did, I, I, and I told you this yesterday. I think what they did, what he did at SMU, is impressive offensively. And then you look at the speed that TCU already all, always had because of uh, what's his name, man, uh, Gary Gary Patterson. Yeah, Gary Patterson. He always brought in a lot of speed on the team already. So, I mean, even though, even if he doesn't recruit well or whatever, the talent he has the first three years is speed. So, I mean, that, that fits the scheme. Yeah, I mean, he, he is able this to recruit year, speed. They're my dark horse, they're my dark horse contender, because you, you, not for the, the championship, for the, the Big 12. Sure, sure. I think you'll see him come in, so. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. Well, let's let's move on to our last team here. Iowa State retains Matt Campbell, who was one of the hottest names in the coaching carousel um, this past offseason here. They are returning a bunch of starters. Um, I believe they finished pretty high here at, uh, last season in the conference as well. Um, I think it's a team that deserves a bit of a conversation in terms of competing for, for the, for the uh, conference title as well. I'm sorry to, to I'm sorry. He's gonna he's gonna have a fucking panic attack that I do this, y'all, but I, I just thought it is in my brain and it percolated, you know what I mean? Oh boy. There's this is such a stacked division this year in college football, you know, a conference in college football. Does is Gun does Gundy get fired if if he doesn't even make the top three? I mean I don't got a lifetime contract, but you look at here, we've got one of the stacked, stacked, you know, I mean, normally they're not, the, the Big 12 is not thought of as that great. I mean, you look at this year, I mean, we've got two, I mean, it four, was a, six. It was teams. a strong conference last year as well, and you got to consider. But out of nowhere, nobody, nobody wanted to admit it until halfway through the season. Exactly. And so yeah. this year, we're coming into the year with six solid teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Big 10 numbers yeah yeah i mean you can also possibly talk about what was what west virginia is doing as well um you know i think there's some other teams that you know they're solid programs that are making some moves in the right direction what's that i said love me some dana holgerson i don't believe dana's there anymore they got a new head coach there now i forget his name me (laughs) you know what i mean i I love me some matt campbell i do think that and that's why i brought that topic up here because i mean i just think it's going to be tough for every i mean the big 12 is going to be a tough yeah, yeah. I mean, he builds gritty, gritty teams. They like to, you know, they like to run the football, you know, a decent amount. Um, and he, the defenses that he constructs are, are hard nosed defenses. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think that's what we're seeing change in the Big Twelve here a lot, and that nobody wants to talk about. And I'll talk about it, you know. And it's always the meme, you know. It's it's like Harden doesn't play defense, so the Big Twelve doesn't play defense. Okay. Yeah, well. I mean- Oklahoma State the Big last 12 year. Defense is getting yeah. Oklahoma State last year, Baylor last year. I mean, wh- what do we see in a Big Twelve championship game? What won the game? What literally won the game was defense. Yeah, literally a tackle on defense won the game. Yeah, and, and before that, other defensive plays were put them in that position to even have to for us to have to run that one yard. So exactly. I mean, I think you're seeing the Big Twelve shift to to more defensive. I mean, we're still I like to air the football out. Don't get me wrong. But I think you're seeing a lot better defense be played in the Big 12, and that's something not talked about. And so with Matt Campbell returning so many starters and then being such a great defensive mind, I would watch out for, for Iowa State. For Iowa know. State, yeah. That, and that's the other kind of dark horse team that I was kind of putting out there as well, is that strong defenses, that if they make you know, right strides offensively, they're, they're going to be able to compete as well. 
It's ACC time or what? ACC time. Let's go ahead and move it along to the ACC. Woo, Starting that it off. Look pretty. Oh, yes, it does. Starting it off with Florida State University hiring Mike Norvell out of Memphis, um, a guy that built a very strong Memphis program the last couple of years. Um, you know, lots of bold, you know, lots of bold births. Um, I, I, I like this hire. He's inheriting a lot of talent. Um, I think he's going to be able to build a strong team. I mean, I agree. I think this Florida State team, you know, I, we talked about this. They always have stacked talent on the team. Mike Norvell, fantastic coach coming into this program. I think they're going to have instant success. This is one of the easier, the easier conferences in college. I mean, we just went from one of the more stacked. And this is one of the more easy ones to win in. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's you know, a great You got to worry about the Clemson. Too. And I would worry about him and Clemson the first year. I mean, I'm not putting money on Florida State and Clemson. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're going to jump out and, you know, be a dominant force in the conference by any means. But I think in the long term, this is a good hire. Um, I think he's a really, really good offensive mind. I remember him coaching at Arizona State um, under uh, Graham. I believe it was, and he, he he was very very effective. You know, put out a lot of great quarterbacks. You know, Manny Wilkins, um, and I forget who they had, but uh, Brock Osweiler as well was one of his quarterbacks. Um, so he's put together some pretty good offenses. Um, you know, you just wanted he, to trigger the shit out of me. Huh? I know, I know, but I you know, with Pac-12 talent, so with Pac-12, Brock was solid. And God in college, damn, I just relax, had, I literally relax. just had PTSD flashbacks to fucking Brock Osweiler days. <laughs> oh my God, Brock Osweiler. Tom Savage and fucking who was the other guy? Ryan Mallet. <laughs> that that was my quarterback room at one point. Hellacious, hellacious. Oh, some might shit. say. Then some I got Mister Touchy Touchy and Mister Giraffe. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, anyway, Mike Norvell, fantastic coach. Yeah, great hire. And, I, it's going to be able to do. You know, obviously, Florida State has a. a a pretty rich history and being able to record, but uh, you, you did bring position. up, you did bring up Sonny with the recruiting and keeping up with the bigger program. Do you think Mike stepping into the bigger program here coming from Memphis? Do you think that he can handle the I, higher recruiting level? I mean, Florida state is hellacious. I mean, it, people want to come there, but you're also battling all the other Florida schools. I mean, you have to be able to establish yourself as a dominant recruiting force in Florida. If you want to win in the state of Florida. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the highest profile school that I think he's worked at so far. I think probably Arizona State's the only other one. He was definitely an effective recruiter at ASU. I think he brought in some pretty strong talent while he was there. Um, I'm not quite sure what recruiting areas he was actually responsible for, although I know he was um, one of their more dominant forces on the recruiting trail, and they had some pretty strong um, NFL talent come through during that time. Um, so I, I would like to think he'll be able to recruit while he's there. Um, I don't know much about his recruiting statistics while he was at Memphis, but um, I, you know, seeing what he did at ASU, I, I would like to think so. I'm so confused. Are we, are we dumb? What do you mean? What, what he we came missing? from Memphis now, right? Yes. Okay, well, Sports Reference has him Memphis 2016, 2017, 2018, Florida State 2020, 21, 22. Oh, yeah. Is he not a new hire? I'm so confused. Are we dumb? We might be dumb. Are we just going <laughs> to have to cut this whole thing? No, you can't cut it. It's hilarious. You just got to oh, keep it. Well, no, you got to keep it. Everyone's, everyone's screaming right everybody's, now. Everybody's, yeah. All the Florida you State fans are so fucking mad right now. Yeah. They're so triggered. You have to keep it. Yeah, well. Oh, 
All right, fuck you, Florida State. I don't care. We're moving on. <laughs> All right, Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. Do we think Clemson gets back to national? Back up until later in the season, Florida State fans will do the chop whenever you get a win there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you guys break 500, we'll, we'll hit you with the chop, all right? God damn, if Mike Durbell's been there, they're fucked. Yeah, yeah, he's been there for a few years. I just saw we the record. We were trying to give you all a shot if you had uh, a new hire. Yeah. If you got the same motherfuckers walking around, you're screwed, brother. Yeah, it ain't looking oh, great. Oh, man. Clemson, man. Clemson. Is Clemson done? I don't know, man. Is, is, I'm is not a over? huge. Are I'm they not, not Alabama? I, I don't. Is, I don't. He, is, is Dabo not him? Is he, is he not him? I don't think he's Timothy, no. I don't think he's Timothy. I don't think he is. Um, you know, I've always kind of thought he's a little bit of a clown, but, um, you know, he, I don't think DJ is the guy that, that's going to be able to carry them there. I think they're losing Brent Venables is going to be a you know, huge, huge detriment to that team as well. You know I, reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, Boyd. Taj Boyd. Or no, 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 not, not Boyd, not Boyd. Uh, yeah, well, him too, but they, who's the guy right before? Uh, Kerry. Uh, Kelly? Is that him? Kelly? Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, he reminds me of Kelly, bro. A little bit. He's like, he's good. Yeah. He's good at winning games. Yeah, yeah. But he's not, he's not like, you know. He's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not. He's not him. Deshaun. Yeah, he's not, he's not him. No, he's not, he's not Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's, I mean, that was the greatest recruiting but i mean they're not they're not recruiting like that anymore georgia ohio state you know alabama like uh usc they've got a lot more of the recruits today. the clemson i mean i i, I could look real fast where they landed last year yeah that's what class. i'm looking here 2022 recruiting rankings for 24 7 sports has clemson sitting at number 10 so they did land a couple of five stars in this in this most recent class um, it looks like they did add a new five-star quarterback as well as a new corner. So, you know, they're, they're still bringing in talent. I think I still am curious how they're going to be able to re- replace Brent Venables. Um, but, you know, they're still recruiting. They're still recruiting. Yeah, you know, I mean, I still think they're going to be good. I mean, they're Clemson. I mean, I still probably win the ACC. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just... Well, I mean, I don't think that I don't know that they're still contending nationally as like they're not them anymore, you know? Yeah, I don't I'm not going to pick them to be a college football playoff contender. No, nah, I mean, are you even scared? I mean, the, the ACC, I mean, did, the ACC's not even going to get a team in the yeah, college I don't, football playoff. I don't think so either. Um, but None yeah. of these teams are going to end up undefeated, are they? I mean, no, no, uh, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe Wake Forest, which we'll get to. Um, but their strength of schedule is probably not going to, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't know. Like, we got to talk about uh, Miami first. I mean, Miami. first of all, can I, can I just fucking Mario, bring it the fuck in, motherfucker. <laughs> bring it the fuck in. I'm so sorry for our listeners right now. that I can't see. I've referred to the banner earlier too. I'm going to have to get used to that, but bring it the fuck in Mario. Look at me in the fucking eyes. You took away the fucking turnover chain. Not part of the culture? Maybe you're not part of the culture, guy. You need to get the fuck. You need to go fucking get the fucking movie to you, and you need to fucking put it on a loop, Mario, <laughs> until you fucking understand what the fuck the culture is in fucking goddamn Miami, the University of goddamn fucking Miami. One of the surprise okay? hires. If half though. your team doesn't have fucking Glocks on the sideline, <laughs> we got some fucked up. <laughs> Uh, you know, we'll, 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 
Sure. Well, the boys were crazy back in the day. Sure. I love the U, bro. Sure. Yeah. That's my favorite team of all they, time, They do bro. need to have that U oh swagger. God. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But one of the surprise hires of the offseason here, Miami stealing Mario Cristobal away from Oregon. He is a Miami alum, I do believe. Um, so not necessarily a huge, huge shocker. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Um, I think he's going to try to instill a lot of what he was doing in Oregon. He's an effective recruiter, so you got to expect him to be able to recruit at Miami, especially with all the resources he's going to have there. It's going to be probably just as much, if probably just as much as what he was receiving at Oregon, I would say. So, um, you know, it's going to all hinge on probably the direction that the ACC as a conference is heading in terms of how, you know, nationally relevant they are, especially with all the, the conference moves going on. But I, I think that's one of the best hires that Miami has made in quite some time. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I do like him. him. I was <laughs> really, really hoping that they would uh, keep him at Oregon. Cause you know, I like, I mean, I have a soft spot for Oregon ever since Marcus Mariota. And I just obviously love their jerseys. Right. Yeah. And, um, just since I was a little kid, I, I mean, whatever y'all can yell at me, but that's, <laughs> whatever. It's cool. Right. Again, New Jersey's out of time. Fucking stoner or whatever. I think it's cool. Anyway, fuck y'all. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, I think Mario Cristobal is great. I, I mean, they have a fucking hell game game. Uh, their first real game is hell game. though. Like they, they have two warm up games and then they played A&M. Yeah, that's going to be tough, especially A&M having a ridiculous recruiting class. I think a lot of those true freshmen are true freshmen, freshmen, freshmen are going to be able to come in and, uh, and compete right away and contribute. So, that's going to be definitely their their biggest test. I mean, A and M, I think is is going to be pretty good. So to play A and M, they must be getting paid a good bag right there to play A and M. Are they playing at A and M? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably getting paid. I mean, they're I mean they're gonna they're gonna lose that game. So they lose that game, they're automatically not going to play off. But if they if they keep that game tight though, that's going to be one really good for the program long term and really good for conference prestige as well. If the ACC is able to compete with the with the SEC like that, it's good they play Clemson late. Yeah, um, but they yeah. play in Death Valley. Mm, so. Yeah, that'll be tough. And it'll it'll end up being a night game probably. Do they have Wake Forest at all? Uh, they do not. No. They do not. Okay. They have Duke, Virginia, UNC, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Pitt. Yeah, I mean it's not 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 a super hellacious schedule. Um. So, you know, I think they'll be able to compete. I don't know how talented their roster is right now. I, I think they are returning their quarterback, uh, it's like Derek King, I believe. Um, yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's not was, the most accurate thrower, but he's, uh, he's very athletic and yeah, got an arm on pretty him. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he can, he can extend plays with his feet. So, uh, they'll, they'll be an interesting team this year. I, I, uh, like I said, I, I, I mean, I think off the higher. defense, I mean, Mar I mean, Mario Cristobal is a, a defensive guy and, and, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not too yeah. high. He's a defensive guy. Correct. I'm yeah. fucking not too high. I fucking know my defense. Jesus, <laughs> myself. Nah, Mario Cristobal is a defensive mind. You come in here and you have, I mean, just loads of talent on the defense in Miami. We saw that last year. I mean, that's the only reason they even competed last year. I mean, their offense was pretty trash, to be honest. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think the turnover chain thing was a mistake to take that away. I mean, I was, I, you know, I can meme about it, but I do think that was a mistake. I think that got the players and the fans hyped. Yeah, it really reignited, I think, a lot of interest in the program, too, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, and brought back that Miami swagger. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that was important. And I think having a lot of the older guys, like, come back and hang on the sidelines and stuff um, was good. So I hope he keeps some of that at least around, some of the Miami swagger and keeping the old, you know, 
the old guard coming around and shit. But yeah, yeah. So moving you on. You were excited about this next team. This next team is interesting to me. So NC State is returning a bunch of starters. Their quarterback has got a lot of hype around him. I believe it's Devin Leary. I want to say. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of buying into the hype a little bit with NC state. I think they're a team that could compete, you know, especially returning as many starters. It's a, a, a program that's steeped in a lot of tradition, actually, which I, I really respect a lot as well. Um, I, I, I like to see them go in and compete, especially with some of these other teams, you know, having down years or rebuilding years. Oh my God. I might put money on them to win the SEC, dude. Oh Yeah. They have the easiest schedule. East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, Connecticut, Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Boston College, Louisville, UNC. They yeah. have like three games. Yeah, I mean, I think the two biggest games they got are, is Clemson and Wake Forest. Clemson, Wake Forest, and, and Cuse, I would say, are the three games they have Cuse, yeah, Cuse is... Cuse is pretty solid as well. They got to play Cuse at Cuse. They got to play Clemson at Clemson. They play Wake Forest at home. So yeah, yeah. And but Louis, those three, Louisville but like playing te- they're playing Texas Tech at at, at NC State. Like they're, they're that's a that's a pretty good Although, environment too. I don't know. If you know, you've ever and this seen is it, something but. interesting we didn't bring up in a Big Twelve thing because it's not relevant to this year, mm-hmm. really. But did you see that they got a new NIL deal at Texas Tech where they're paying like twenty five thousand a year? Fifty thousand a year. I did not. Yeah, to every single player as a starter. Interesting. Interesting. So I mean, Lubbock sucks, but if they were paying me literally fifty thousand dollars a year guaranteed to go to Lubbock as a college football player, I mean, so they might be something to look out for in the future. But uh, anyway. Yeah, oh, interesting. I think okay. NC State could be could be a contender. Yeah, this year they're they're in my ACC. they're my dark horse favorite for sure. But my my outstanding favorite is absolutely Wake Forest. Um, I believe they are returning. Uh, we're the in most, agreement here. With, you're in agreement as well. Oh yeah, yeah we're in agreement here. Yeah, I one. believe they're returning the most uh, starters in the ACC. Um, I believe 15 returning starters out of the 22 so this was a team that was the top team in the uh, in the acc last year um stout on defense they like to run the ball their physical team um especially with the, this much experience coming back i i really like them to to win the conference i agree and i think they have a good schedule here i mean they start off with i don't know who to fuck vmi is i'm so sorry to uh, my fans virginia Apologies. military institute you're, you're fucking with me right? I swear to god virginia military <laughs> institute Oh, you said Virginia. Yeah. I thought you said the Virgin military. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, what? They're not allowed to fuck? All the military boys I know be fucking, man. You know what I mean? They be, ah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Enjoy that one for our, uh, our YouTube viewers there. <laughs> man. But yeah, I mean, I think they're playing the Virgins game one. I think that's great. You can say virgins on YouTube, don't worry. They're playing a virgins game one. We can't say it on Twitch. Fuck Twitch. Yeah, I know, I know. Playing virgins game one. They're playing Vanderbilt. I mean, that's easy. Liberty is kind of something, but they're playing Liberty at home. Without and Malik I mean, Wills I think, now, too. What? And no, Liberty doesn't have Malik, Malik anymore either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I still think, you know, I mean, 
It's still good. Yeah, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is not a, like we we meme about him, but he's a better coach than Liberty. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. He may not even be a power five, but Liberty is like way to hell down there. Yeah, I mean, they're a brand he's, new. He's brand a decent new coach. Program, yeah. Right, like he's a decent coach. So like, I mean, he could be at like a a, a mid level program. You yeah. know what I mean. And he's at like a bottom level person. So they're gonna overperform. Is my point. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, they have Clemson game four. That's the game to watch out for. They do get to play Clemson at home, Daniel. So do you like Wake Forest Clemson game four at home? I do. Especially, I, mean, I think it's honestly might be better for them to play Clemson early in the season with DJ. With DJ, I agree. I agree, especially not letting DJ get settled into you know in the season. So I, like I said, I like their defense a lot. If they can get after DJ, force some turnovers, you know, I think they win that they game. They do no have problem. to play NC State. At the end of the season, uh, fourth game from the last and that year could be the game to look State. out for. That could be the game to look out for. That so. could be the ACC. I mean, oh, they could they could actually play twice, right? With the ACC, or no, because they're on the same side. I believe they're on the same side. Yeah, I, I, let me Oof. double check. I, I'm not sure if they're same division or not. I don't know. I, you know, Daniel and I know all the players. We know the all that stuff, but the, the damn way to all the yeah, they're same division. Work. Yeah, they're they same. They, they were one. They were one and two in the Atlantic over Clemson uh, last season. Clemson was third in their division. <clears throat> okay, so who won the other? Who was on the other side? Pittsburgh won the other side, and we. I who who else is on the other side? Miami, Virginia Tech, Virginia. I, none of those teams are teams that I think are going to end up winning the conference. I think whoever wins the conference is coming out of the Atlantic. Is UNC on the other side? Uh, UNC is yeah. UNC might win the other side. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you want to get in? Why you think that? I mean, I I just lo- I love their coach. I think they have one of the best coaches in football, like in history. I mean, yeah, yeah. Matt Brown is just an incredible coach. You look at the quarterbacks he's put out. You look at the players he's put out in general, and people are like, "Oh, Sam Howell, Sam Howell's gone." Whatever, whatever. But like, nobody even know who the hell Sam Howell. Right. Yeah. I don't know who Sam Howell was two years ago. Well, I mean, I did, but. That's just because I was okay. Well, he wasn't Trevor Lawrence. I was way too high. My point is, he wasn't Trevor Lawrence. It wasn't a gimme. He did develop the kid, right? Right. And so, like, I think you you see, like, I mean, bro, who doesn't want to play for Mac Brown? I would run through a wall for Mac Brown. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a player's coach. First, he's definitely so. I mean, I think I think they just have, and and like you said, like the way it's split up in division, you don't have to have the best record. So, I mean, I think there might be two or three teams on the NC state wake forest side that should make it, but they're not gonna because the, so I think out of this other side, you're going to see UNC or Miami. Yeah. I was going to say that's probably my, and the Virginia schools always fold and the Virginia, the Virginia, Virginia tech fans are going to be mad at me, but the Virginia schools always fold every single year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Virginia tech always makes a bowl, but that's about it. (laughs) That's about it. I mean, yeah. Not since they had what the Vic boys. Yeah, pretty much. But all right, partner. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap it up for college football for us. You got any final thoughts before we jump on to uh, your wheelhouse here? Ball's over. Football's over, unfortunately. Oh, man. Good thing we get to talk about it again soon and we'll have a game to talk about, partner. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and jump into UFC 277. We're going to get a little bit of a rundown here. We're going to kick it off with the Derek Lewis fight. Free, I know you got some thoughts here. Eric fucking Lewis was robbed, Daniel. He was <laughs> Dan Mergliata. I want you, I need your address, brother. Uh, I, you and me one on one, okay? Where, 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 where do you want it? I'm not even a Derek Lewis fan, but somebody needs to fucking 
Dan, I mean, I, if I was Derek Lewis, I would have behind it backstage afterwards. I would have been like, hey, Dan, <laughs> I don't, whatever the difference in the purse between winning and losing, that's, you owe that me. better be in my, yeah. that better be in my, my pocket. I better see a wire night. transfer on the way by tomorrow morning. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that Venmo better be in fucking process, brother. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if you got to send it in 10 I damn transactions. Goddamn Venmo for however many thousand with the goddamn eggplant emoji. <laughs> and now. <laughs> okay. Oh, but, but no, really like in all seriousness, that was the worst stoppage I've ever seen in UFC history. And now I, I do understand Dan, you, I had you go back and watch it in slow motion mm-hmm. and we've seen it in full speed. So I understand the ref season in full speed and those three punches did look like they land. Oh, even if those three punches land when he goes down, he goes down. Oh, man. Well, he initially falls flat on his face, but he's super quick to change from that position. No, 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 no. You could even like the way he goes down could even constitute as a slip. (sighs) Okay, like he doesn't go down from the punch. He balls up, which is dumb. He shouldn't have done that. Okay. I don't know why he went down because he didn't really go down from the punch. If you back it up, he didn't even get hit. He just goes down and tries to protect like his head. And it looks like he's getting, te- I mean, I, it's, it, he, he put himself in a bad position here with the referee. He looks like he's getting TKO'd. Right. But the ref here has to also, you have to give a little respect to the fighter. I mean, if we're in the prelims, you never fucking heard of the guy. I mean, people are going to be mad, but this is, this is just the truth. You're in the prelims. You never heard of the guy. Protect the fighter. You know the fighter's old and they have a weak jaw? Protect the fighter, okay? In this situation, it's Derek fucking Lewis. You've literally seen him almost get knocked out and then come back and win like the fight three because times he has bricks a, for hands. Literally, it, like three times in a matter of like 45 and it, seconds. And it's the first round, and he's not even that hurt. There's no damage on either man. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I'm generally a fan of, an, of, a good, of, a, of a quick stoppage. That's why I'll, I'll meme on Herb Dean all day. But, like, I literally saw a fight earlier today, Dan. This is funny as shit. I saw a clip on YouTube earlier today, and the dude was getting the hell beat out of him for, like, 30 seconds, knocked out. And I go, this must be a Herb Dean fight. And the camera pans, and it was her fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, dude. You are I usually swear. on point with the Herb Dean fights. I ain't but anyway, yeah, that's why I was so surprised that, like, Dan, Dan Mergliotta is usually a pretty good ref, too. Yeah. For him to fuck it up was pretty surprising, but... I, you know, ultimately it's a bad, bad blow for Derek Lewis. It's not like he was undefeated or anything. So it's not the crazy, it's not a title fight, but it does suck. I mean, get him back in there soon. He yeah. didn't take any damage. Everyone wants to see him again. He's old. Get him back in there in two months and let's see him fight again. Yeah, it should be a quick camp. He should be able to get back in there. Like, like you said, he didn't take much damage, so he should be able to turn around and get back in shit. No, I, I didn't. I hadn't actually checked the medicals. Uh, it's my bad, but I don't, I don't think he got a medical. So yeah, I don't think so either. But all right, well, let's this go ahead. Next, this next topic. This man. next one. Flip the, flip the topic bar. Moreno oh, wins the interim belt okay, over Kai Kara France. Sub, this sub one there, yeah, yeah. yeah. That they, they, which, which this, this Kai Kai France fight. This was an amazing fight. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I somehow didn't know much about Kai Kai France. He's pretty relatively um, new into the UFC, I believe. You know, this is like one of the divisions that before Moreno and Figueredo popped up, like I wasn't that heavy on this division. Like this sure. division was kind of weak. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. This division was not the heaviest hitting division in it's flyweight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they haven't had 
there hasn't been that dude in flyweight in a while. Like since like I feel like Aldo went up in yeah, weight, yeah. There hasn't been that dude, right? Like Aldo, when Aldo was in flyweight, I watched my saw some flyweight fights, right? Because mm-hmm. he was he was big in, in flyweight and he was hitting, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they had some other guys that have gone over like to other promotions and stuff like that. But like their flyweight division has been a little weaker. So to come back with this Kai Kai and, and Moreno fight, I, I thought it was a great fight. Um, I mean, it was clear that Moreno won the fight, though, Dan. You agree? I, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it was a pretty convincing fight. He seemed to be kind of control the pace the, the entire fight. He was, you know, the boxing. The he boxing just, he just had him outclassed with the boxing. The boxing and, was I mean, there. Moreno's an absolutely he's he's probably top five boxer in the UFC. I would agree. I would agree. And then Kai, you got to give Kai respect because he he was able to stand in there and do some boxing himself, and he definitely left some oh, damage yeah, on Moreno. Oh yeah, they went the distance. Yeah, and absolutely, they went the distance. Great I mean, it was a great, a great, great show. fight. But yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. just sets up the, the one of the most exciting fights possibly of all time, Moreno Figueredo four. Thoughts. And partner. I brought the, I I probably, I brought this topic up. Is this the most exciting? Is 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 Moreno versus Figueredo four in Brazil the most exciting UFC matchup of all time, Daniel? It, is that better than than Diaz McGregor that's, two and three? That's that what, like, that's the only other one that I can think of. Would two, be I mean, yeah, it would be Diaz McGregor in terms of like actual in terms of like actual but fight no i think there's less public buzz four times i no think there's one. less public no buzz ever four times but for fight fans i think this is one of the biggest like buzz no fights one's ever fought four times ever yeah exactly and they fought in mexico and yep. it was crazy yeah and now, and now they're, they're gonna fight in brazil for figueredo home turf this which is, is figueredo's home turf and brazil fights go insane and the way they made the the fight was fantastic to make it live right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this the show with respect. I mean, it was just from from start to finish that whole fight and the whole post you know post interview and everything was was just everything you could have hoped for out of the Moreno fight. And it sets up a phenomenal fight in Brazil. You said that's the only matchup you could think of that would rival this: Silva Jones, Gustafson Jones. DC Jones one and two. Mm. Uh, it's the first I mean, one that came to my my my, my mind. Some of the GSP fights back in the I day. I was gonna say GSP's probably got some fights in there too. Yeah. Um. I mean, they've been some absolute, but but, and I will say, all the boys who were in court for Figure uh, Figueredo Moreno too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, y'all lost it. Remember we were like, cause I. And admittedly, I know the most technical stuff mm. about fight. Like I've done, Dan's played a lot of football. I've admittedly never, I played football like two years of my life. I've done, I was a wrestler, jujitsu, you know, boxing. I've done a lot of stuff like that. I've never fought MMA, but I've done a lot of the sports that go into MMA. So I understand a lot of that stuff. So I knew it was going to be a good fight. And I told you boys when they walked out, I was like, this is this is it, remember? Oh, yeah. And that, and that turned still out to be one, one of the greatest fights ever. Best fights oh, that I've ever watched. Uh, Wei Lee versus Rose won. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Who I, I gotta look more at that event that they're, uh, they're gonna be doing for uh, Moreno Figueredo 4. I don't know if they've announced uh, more matchups for it yet. I not. do think this is still one of the great... No, I don't know. I don't have stuff for that card yet. They said uh, they're fighting in December. No. Oh, um, I, I don't know why I thought they said... Uh, I don't know why I thought they said earlier than that. 
Nah, December. Moreno will have to take some time off because he had a full fight and yeah. they did take some damage. So yeah. He'll have to take two to three months. They they always have like for any of y'all that don't know, like a lot of them they, they get examined by a doctor right after the fights. They have a doctor backstage. They get examined by a doctor, and the doctor is like a state from the state organization, not mm -hmm. from the UFC. And the doctor has to determine how, the extent of their injuries and how long they have to sit out. So you like Derek Lewis didn't take any damage. He probably got no medical. But then, like, somebody who took a pretty decent beating, like, you got a broken orbital, you might have a six-month medical. So, I'm not sure with Moreno. I can look it up here while you, uh, while you talk. I think this is one of the greatest fights, if not the greatest fight. I'm the most excited for this fight. Um, oh, dude, we're getting screamed at by MMA fans right now. All my MMA fans are screaming at me. Khabib and McGregor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, is this 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 is not bigger than Khabib and McGregor? I wouldn't say so, no. But in terms of, but I, I think, I, but even though I'm a huge Nate fan and those fights were massive, I think this is bigger than the Nate fight. Yeah, I, but I think this is also just because this one doesn't have the same public buzz. Like, because McGregor always draw, drew like the larger than just UFC fans buzz, where I think Moreno and Figueredo are a little bit more limited to, to the scope of people that are more into you know the UFC. Yeah. Two seconds here. I found the page, but they got all the prelims. Yeah, Moreno suspended for 45 days. Kai Kai France suspended for 30. So he's got to set out for at least 45 before you could take another professional fight. Obviously, they're not going to rush him back. So they'll still take it easy for like what they usually do is they'll go take it easy for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know, it's they're, they're always training always right like, you know it's like when it's like when the football players go to cabo and they're still training in cabo so right. they, they'll, they'll take it easy for a couple of weeks and then they'll go back into you the know camp. a maintenance no they'll go back into a maintenance oh, and, okay. and then the camp is like eight to ten weeks like you know right. you're gonna just start at the camp this early so they'll go into, back into a camp later um they'll just start a prep now which is just maintenance and stuff you know what i mean mm -hmm. a camp is more focused so then they'll look back at their opponent and exactly what they're gonna do sure sure uh yeah, nunez and pena i got the same here 45 and 60 so okay nobody too bad of a med there uh derek lewis got 30 so see he could fight again and i will put him out back out there in two months yeah but this moreno figurado fight i mean i can't wait december it's good and, it, and it's during football season normally we talk about this normally the biggest ufc fights are during the summer because there's the least amount of competition like right now we have great ufc because there's no football, there's no hockey, there's no basketball, there's literally just baseball. Mm -hmm. And it's in the middle of the, so, the long baseball season, so it's not super compelling. And, and, and UFC is at night, so exactly. it's like the pay-per-views, the big pay-per-views. So. Exactly, exactly. Let's but get into this last one, though. Last one know, here. Nunez defeats Pena in their second matchup. You know, I, we, we talked a bit yeah, about the it, fight, but I This think was probably the worst fight of the three. Yeah, I, you know, I think Pena, you know, she had some, you know, decent submission attempts, but never really got Derek me. Lewis fight at least got me up off my feet because I was screaming at the ref and shit. But this fight was just like it was, it was, it was frustrating. It was it was frustrating more than anything to watch because Pena, you know, Pena put herself in position to potentially be successful a bunch of times, but just never quite got close enough. And it just felt so Nunez dominant just about the entire fight. When did, I mean, what, you think that the submission attempts, you think that she was in a position I, there? I thought there was three of them. I, I mean, thought there, there was three there, of them. We can argue that all day. There was between two and four submissions that she could have locked up. Yeah. We, yeah. That, between two and four. Dan yeah. thinks there was three. I'm two to three. Two to three. Mm -hmm. um, so that arm bar she should have had, 
I don't think she had to come wear a lot. No. Um, I don't remember what else she had. I think there was a triangle that she almost had. Yeah. But like, she 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 should have had a tap. She also just sat on her back here too much, and she's just not as good of a striker as Nunez. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I mean. You know, I mean, it wasn't even close. Hawk. I was, I was surprised that Nunez was so like so easily ready to let that fight go to the ground because that's where she was giving up the most damage. I mean, she was definitely why? getting in some damage as well. Which I just she, she was just seemed to be most successful she on her feet. Wild, and she looked twenty pounds heavier. Yeah, but it just seems to me, at least, that she was I mean, having Nunez more success was on her fucking feet. Huge. I don't know how she cuts to a weight below this. Yeah. But like she, she looked fucking huge. Yeah, yeah, and she and was so cut down like, too. She cuts two weight. She fights two weight. The other, her other belts will weight below this. No, I know. So I don't know how, but this look. She looks like she did a big cut for this. Yeah, like she's huge. Mm-hmm. She was way bigger than Pena. Yeah, and yeah. on the feet, Pena couldn't do anything. I mean, Pena needed a clinch, like her coach said. Um, our good buddy Hawk, you know, is trying to learn a little bit more about MMA. There, we'll have Hawk on the shoulder sometime. Busy, busy with the Air Force there, you know, keeping us all safe right now. But he was asking me, he was saying, why doesn't she get a new striking coach? And I said, well, she did just get a new striking coach. She didn't listen to the striking coach. She was literally, she has a new coach who specializes in striking. Yeah. He was in the corner and he said, clinch, come up the middle, clinch, come up the middle. She clinched maybe twice. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that and, was, I think, the place where she had the most success. Yeah, I mean, she was content to go to guard and I'm not really sure why yeah, because yeah. i mean i understand that there's some danger from guard but i mean still i'm as much as guard is an okay place in jujitsu i think anybody in jujitsu would tell you that they would still rather be on top right yeah you would rather be on top anywhere else but someone's guard i mean still you could pass in someone's guard but i mean you know being on top is usually the dominant position so i mean there's some submission attempts that she can put but i i just don't think being in the guard would yeah, yeah. But I all the guard play was I, I just think that overall she needs a better stand up game. Uh Pena, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean she couldn't stand with her at all. And if she can't stand and bang with her at all, she's not gonna be able to Yeah, she's but I mean how, I, maybe she's reached her potential. She's thirty two. She has a new striking coach. I mean, but maybe she has enough time had enough time with the striking coach. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see it, if they get a rematch. What it, what it makes it interesting for me, partner, is like, what does this mean about women's fighting? Like, mm-hmm. is this taking us back to the Ronda Rousey days? Because we've had some good women's fights, and now we're back, back to this. Like, I, I, are, I, we, are we on this? I, I think that these fighters are more, more technically, consistently more technically proficient than what we were seeing in the Ronda Rousey days, at least in my opinion. I think oh, we're, that's we're true, seeing, but I, I think mean, we're seeing a... consistently better jujitsu. I think we're seeing, you know, in, in all the disciplines, really. Um, I think that, res, that, that level of competency is you know becoming higher and higher in the women's side absolutely it's just the, the drop off between one and two are we back to where we were in the ronda rousey days where no one can compete with her <sighs> I mean, can, can anybody compete with nunez here i i I, is, I want your opinion and then i have an opinion but i want you to go first i i think potentially but I, we see this in a lot of divisions from time to time i, I don't think this is an exclusively a women's thing i mean i think we we've, we've seen this with uh you know, a bunch of divisions through, you know, on the men's side throughout history. So, you know, I think it's, is she going to sit at the top there? Yeah. I think it's going to be a similar situation to Volkanovsky where it's like, okay, who's going to, you know, who's going to be the one to beat him. But, you know, I, eventually I think she'll get dethroned. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. Um, the thing I think is interesting is it, it does, like, when you watch it, it's easy to get that overreaction. Man, this is like women's fighting again. Yeah. But then I went and I pulled the roster up, and actually it's just these bottom two divisions. So she's the only featherweight. Really? She's the only featherweight listed on a UFC website. Interesting. So dummy championship, big championship. Uh, I said it for you. There you go. Uh, and then in her division, she's got Juliana Pena, uh, Ketlin Vieira, Holly Holm. Misha Tate is all the way down to like 11. I don't know how that happened now, but mm, that's, Misha Tate must be too old. But yeah, uh, I mean, just it's like there's nobody really in that division. But if you go up, I mean, Shevchenko, that division, honestly, too, I think is bad. So I think there's that, the, that the women, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't. And if you're going to talk about like the way that the rankings are built, I think saying it's close to the Ronda Rousey days may not be entirely far off. But I think, like I said earlier, I think the level. Well, I think some of the weights of are lacking here, but I think the women's straw weight is absolutely putting on. Yeah, the straw weight's incredible competition here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you Carla Rose Zhang, uh, you got a Mackenzie Dern, uh, Yen, uh, Jessica Andrade. I mean, this division is stacked. Amanda Rebus, this division is stacked, okay? But then Shevchenko sits on top of one division, and you got, like, Lauren Murphy. Didn't they already fight? Like, yeah, they did. Yeah, a lot of Lauren Murphy. I love Lauren. I love Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. Big she trains shout out at Denver, Lauren, doesn't like, she? No, she trains at, the, at, great, at where I used to train at, Gracie. Oh, that's the, right. Like, the exact Gracie I used to that's train right. at. She trains at that exact Gracie, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So um now shout out to lauren big shout out to lauren but like you know and it's just like it's hard you know what i mean like it's we need we need i think they like they need to go poach some of these lower women from some of these other these other promotions they lost like uh cyborg and some of these other like big women that they had like promotional names yeah they definitely straw weight's exciting but but out of straw weight they gotta they gotta light it up a little bit you know women out there if you're if you if you do mma out there or you do martial arts in general come on if you in the fly, if you fly weight, wait, you ban them, wait, you featherweight, get out there. Get out we there and do the fighters. Thing. We need it. We need it. We need it. Go punch somebody in the mouth. Make some money. <laughs> All right, free. Well, any other com- any closing comments here? Closing thoughts? Man, I got one comment always, partner. Hit always got one, one fucking comment. I just want to let everybody out there know. You know what I mean? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want everyone out there to know. Stay on, on the, the weed. weed. See you next time, baby.